<laughs> you gonna be chill, banana boy? Banana gonna be boy's chill? gonna be chill. Hopefully, hopefully he's gonna let us pod. He's not gonna. He's exploring his maze, as I call it. His maze of food. You think he's gonna blow up? Nah, no, nah. He was just wondering why we were sitting down. You don't think he's gonna? He go was boom? like, "Why? Are, what are we staring at?" He's like, "We're not watching TV." You don't think he's gonna go boom? Nah, he's about to go boom asleep. <laughs> I don't know what that means. He's about to pass out. We just took him on a nice. It was a two and a half mile walk. Were you getting my bomb puns? What? I don't know. I haven't. I'm trying to do bomb puns. I don't. I don't. Oh, for like Mario. <laughs> Uh, it's a man. It's it's not. It we can't even hide it today. We can't even hide it. I don't, I don't think we can. Today is a special. I feel like today's a special movie club in a sense of it is. it's the biggest movie event of the last of the decade. Yeah, of the decade of the last decade. Maybe this is the biggest. Well, this decade. What what happened last? I mean, Endgame is bigger than this. That might be debatable if we add them both together. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll call it now. The box office for Endgame is bigger than what both of these will be combined. <laughs> well, we'll see. I'm calling it now. Yeah, you're probably right. But, but this but decade for sure. That's money. All right. Look, my my theater for Barbie the other night was liver than Endgame was, and I thought Endgame was the craziest theater I would ever experience in my life. Yeah, but I Barbie mean, was way. I think. And I'm not trying to take this away from Endgame or from Barbie and Oppenheimer, Barbenheimer, but like Endgame represented like the end in a lot of ways of what Marvel had built up to that point, um, and it, like that's that moment sort of defined the 2010s, I think, in terms of cinema, sure. like popular cinema. But like this, all right, there hasn't been like a moment like this in forever where the movies are huge and neither of the movies are franchises. Yeah, true. I mean, I like, mean, Barbie... Barbie's yeah, Barbie's the Barbie, but, like, it's not a movie franchise. True. Like, there isn't, like... You didn't have to go see, like, six movies to go see Barbie. True. Like, you just had to, like, be alive during the 21st century to know what a Barbie is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, that's awesome. And, like, the fact that, like... I guess we're just getting into it right now, but, like, the fact that, like, they're both interesting, creative, and, like, passionately made projects that are both being so passionately received... Yeah. ...is just awesome to witness yeah but but i guess let me rephrase too i'll be real this is the this is the biggest head-to-head event in the last since 2008 i believe i was about to say you know what i'm talking about right yeah the Uh, the dark mia dark mia yeah mama knight mama knight (laughs) both of them are really good Uh, mama knight is mama mia good i like mama mia i've never seen it i've never seen it you like abba music what abba music Oh, it's about ABBA? It uses all of ABBA's songs. Mamma Mia, here we go again. Mama. No, I don't know ABBA very much. ABBA's, ABBA's sick. I love ABBA. And I love Mamma Mia. And I love The Dark Knight. Yeah. And I'll say it here right now. I I really enjoyed Barbenheimer. Yeah. But we can we can, we can can slow walk the dog. You know, it was just hard. You know, it was hard to not... We're going to go walk banana again? No. Um, It was hard not to... Not to make any reference, because this is this is this is big. But we can, you know, we can keep it normal. You know, we we can we can dive deeper. So how you doing today, Corey? I'm good. I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing good too. I'm I got good. to go on a nice walk. Yeah, I'm great, man. It's been it's been a great weekend. Like, yeah, it's been like you know, this is this is a good weekend. It's a good weekend for the podcast, man. This is the yeah. best. This is the best movie weekend. No, definitely. It's it's kind of crazy because you know we 
are usually pretty amped about movies, like, yeah. cons- consistently. Yeah. Like, every other weekend, yeah, it's, like, yeah. a big one. But to, like, walk into the theater and be like, oh, man. Like, you can tell, like, people are dressed up for yeah. Barbie. To people see everybody up- else as excited as we are every fucking, you know, at yeah. least once or twice a month. You know what I mean? It's Was a big amazing? deal. It's yeah. a big deal. People were even dressed up for Oppenheimer. Like, yeah, yeah. I didn't expect that at all. Yeah. And, you know, like, the movie's decked out. Every theater I've been to have been decked out for Barbies. Have the Barbie box. Look, I wore, I wore pink. On Thursday night, I wore pink. Me and Pey- Peyton, you know, she had she had some pink on. She got dressed up. You know what I mean. I wore pink. I I wish we, you know, we both wish we could have like done full on outfits. I would have done a full on outfit. Yeah, I would. I would have gladly dressed up as Ken and gone. And I would never dress up like as Ken even on Halloween. Well, maybe maybe this year. I was dressed up <laughs> as a uh, Grateful Dead Ken. God, I really wish I, I had a dressed- pink Grateful Dead shirt on. The the amount of love I have for Ken after seeing that movie. Well, fuck, we gotta wait. We gotta wait. We gotta wait. God damn it. God damn it. All right. Well, if we're gonna if we're gonna wait, we can we can kind of um we can kind of get into some stuff. Cody's trying to get this episode deleted. Have you heard this yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't have any fucking sound. What do you mean by that? Bam, 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 bam. I don't have sounds today. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's really loud. I know. God damn it! Why is it so loud? What's going on? All right, everything's everything's thrown off. This is gonna be a gonna be a messed up episode, but but the Barbie soundtrack is fire. It is. You like it? What else do you like on it? I like the Tame Impala song. Do you like? Uh, I like the uh, Pink Panther song. Have you listened to this? Um, I like the. Listen. The Ryan song, yeah. You know he was in like a grunge band at one point. Really? Yeah, I forgot what it was brought up as, but. Dude, the Pink Panther is pretty good too. Uh, what was the song? Not to get into it. What was the song that was like when she was running through Mattel? Hmm. It was like a rap song almost, but like I a hyper pop rap song. I don't know. Maybe it was Charlie XCX. Was it Speed Drive? Yeah, yeah. What was the? There's like a hook in it though. It's like. Fine, it's so fine, but my hand probably. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that is. I, I never. I don't remember that one. I just remember that was like the only Barbie-ish hook song in there what uh what's your what's your standout track of dominic feige's album i thought you were about to say oppenheimer soundtrack um (laughs) (laughs) was it was it atomic bomb or was it uh, i i mean like they did have a good piano score i mean the sound yeah the sound design of that movie is but uh honestly for me it was we can't how it was bomb drop number two we can't we can't even have a small conversation without getting into Oppenheimer. I know, probably, I know. We're probably just going to have to dive right in eventually. But yeah. um, as far as the Dominic Feike album, I really like the intro and I really like 4x4. Four four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I need to listen to it again because I'll do this thing where I, I'll play through the album while I'm like cleaning or something. And only occasionally I'm by my phone enough to check which song it actually is. When I listen to this, I and it was nice because I feel like when I listen to albums now, like, I try to listen to them and don't look at the song names. And then whenever there's a song that I need to know the name, yep. that's when I look. Yep. You know, and and this one, I had I had a good five, four or five of those until until I got to a certain point where, like, my first listen, I was just like, <laughs> banana. 
Relax, buddy. Did you mess oh, up the whole video? <laughs> he hit it a little bit, yeah. Did wobbles. you mess up the whole video? It's okay. It'll be. It's like an action shot. <laughs> Dude. It's like we get, just got hit with a, a test bomb. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll edit that in yeah. Yeah, <laughs> some way. Um, anyway, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. There was, there was a, quite a few on the Dominic album at first. And then I was thinking like, Okay, I don't love this album, but then I heard his interview where he was talking about, like, this isn't, like, an album. This is just a collection of songs. Like, he was kind of, like, very nonchalant about the whole thing. And at first I was like, alright, as, like, a, as, like, a, as, like, someone who's been waiting for this album for, like, a few months, I was, like, a little, it's a little pissed off at first. Just a little bit, like, what? And then on my second listen to the album, I was like... I was like, these are all really good songs. Yeah, they're all really good songs. And then I'm like, I and then I'm like, they're just gonna grow on me over time. I'm gonna appreciate them all differently. I'm like, and and it's almost the first time I've accepted a non-album album. Yeah, and it's you it's know? kind of funny because like, in a way, that is just what an album is is like a collection of songs. Yeah, and like it's okay if the collections of songs aren't as cohesive as yeah maybe some other albums are. Like yeah. there are like the Beatles White Album. It's essentially just, like, a ton of very, very different songs. And it works. Yeah. But, like, sometimes, you know, you want, like, that cohesive one singular sound, yeah. like a Flower Boy or an Eagle. But you can have preferences, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I guess I just lean towards albums. And yeah. But, I mean, yeah. like, when I listened to this, I didn't think that at all. I was like, these all sound pretty, like... Yeah. There is, there is like, they are cohesive sonically, you know, in a sense. Because they're Dominic Feike's hype songs, but... Yeah. But also, there was a little bit of, like, just the lead-up to it, like... <laughs> Ant pile into. He's good. Hi, banana. Banana boy, you want to be on the pod? How you feeling? He wants to be on the How pod. How you feeling? How you doing, buddy? You doing all right? You yeah, exhausted? You exhausted? You exhausted by all the movie hype? Me 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 me. Yeah, I get that. That's a good take, honestly. <laughs> I uh, yeah, well, I get it. I mean, you don't have to. You don't have to be mean about it, banana. Banana boy. Me 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 me. We can agree to disagree. You know. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Oh wow. He's trying to get us canceled. Hey, buddy. If you end up knocking anything down, I'm gonna get a little upset. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. He's a banana in the podcast setup. Hey, we're not playing. Hey, go to bed. Go to bed. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> We have a guest today. Uh, it's a it's a lovely pup named Banana. Hmm. He's you good. Lay down? You wanna be good boy? Lay down. Come on. Come on, be good boy. Lay down. All right. Hey, buddy. Hey, Licko, lay down. Hey. No, knock it up. <laughs> he wants to look at the window or something. Little shit. Dude, you can't look at the window. We're potting. Hey, buddy. It's okay. Go lay down. Go lay down. Maybe if we ignore him, he'll just lay down. Yeah, hopefully. If not, then if he's going to keep bothering me, then something's up. He might want... I do have just a bunch of dry food in there, and he's... You know, usually a wet and dry food eater, but I'm trying to get him back on just dry food. I think, like, your neighbor's coming in and out, too. Yeah, they 
Yeah. That gets him out of. Um, where were we? I don't remember where we were. Do you remember where we were? Dominic Feike. Albums. Yeah. Dude, I'll... I'll this is a, a maybe a bold statement. But this year's music, it's been a little bit of a mid-year. Like, we haven't had that many iconic album drops yet. I just got my album, so I, it's hard for me to say that right now. But I feel you, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, I'm scrolling, <laughs> I've been, besides Dominic Feike, maybe I'm just forgetting things. But like, I think we got a Kevin album coming. Yeah, we do. And, like, uh, Paris, Texas just dropped, and I really like Paris, <laughs> Texas. Okay, that'll be interesting to check and out. And there was yeah. that, that one group that I just found. They're kind of Brockhampton-y, but, like, they make it work in an interesting way. Group therapy. Mm. They're a little bit more poppy. What do you um, think about, all right, since we're on music, since we're on music, what do you think about Fly Anakin? You know, I don't think I know who Fly Anakin is. It's the two girls. Oh, man, I love that. That song is fucking good, right? And everyone's like, again? everyone's like, oh, my God, these I are the biggest Megan? industry plants in the world. It's like, nah, I don't think, I don't so. think so. No, no, this no, is no, just no. How like, I, I love calling people industry plants. There's a lot of people to call industry plants. You know, Post Malone was an industry plant. You know, Honestly, like, like, the one thing that's kind of interesting about Dominic Feige, kind of an industry plant. Like, the... The music industry landscape right now is really interesting because, like, even if you wanted to pay for a viral moment, like, it's not guaranteed. Yep. And, like, right now, people can kind of sense through that bullshit a little bit. Yeah. The only reason people think they're industry plants is because it went really viral and, yeah. like, they... And working. And they're still doing it. They're running it. They're, they're And they took the brand deals where they yeah. could. I mean, yeah. like, they were literally running part through... part of the lyric. I know. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> and they're, like, literally running through Google yelling, like... About brand deals. Yeah, swimming it's like, in. Yeah, it's yeah. like, all these brand deals I be swimming in. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, that's that's catchy. I heard that once, and I was like, and I watched that video like three times afterwards. Yeah. And then I kept seeing that video nonstop, and it hasn't gotten annoying. Like, not once for me. Like, I don't It's kind of cool, because like at this point, if you can come up with something creative, it yeah. might pop off like that. I know. I saw, uh, I saw that, you know, that Blicky song? Yeah. You know, those dudes went to Hollywood. That's sick. They went to, uh, um, yeah, like, literally. Because yeah. I showed you that, that bear video, right? Where it's, like, uh, AO's dancing to it, and uh, the other two guys are, like, oh. in the background, and they're just like, what? That was like, that song? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so those dudes are doing running videos in Hollywood right now. That's and, sick. And, it was, and I'm like, and, and, some, and the only reason I saw that is because so, someone tweeted it and said, oh, God, please don't let this become a trend. <laughs> and then I watched the video, and it was them, like, running through right town singing that Blicky song. And I was Ooh. like, I was like, this is kind of cool. I was like, the, I love that editing of, like, it's straight focused on the people, but everything else is, like, wobbly. Yeah. But then if that person's head moves, it, like, moves with them. There's, like, there's uh, the some one thing little... I got to know is who's filming these, because that person deserves award you know what I'm saying? oh it, it's a it's a trick it's it's just a trick it's just a, it's the same way they do those dance those dance videos where it just focuses on people and the camera moves it's it's a zoomed in it's a it's a trick well i mean like i know but like the person's still running with them oh oh yeah, yeah. you know what i mean like and they're probably running backwards true do you know what i'm saying that's what i'm saying like i mean like true it's got to take some like oh, yeah, you're just on their about part. The actual logistics of it yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, not the editing part. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the literal person who's probably like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. It is running fast enough that they have they can run full speed, too. I'm sure there's someone, like, maybe running in front of them. You know, like, face forward so they can be backwards and kind of, yeah. like, you know, and not have, like, you know, and be guided. Yeah, it's just cool because it's, like, 
uh, anything that I have to try to figure out how they shot it, I think is like really interesting. Yeah, like, that's true. That is like one that I'm like, this works so well. It's like so uh, energetic and dynamic of a clip. Like it like sucks you in right away. But then I'm like, man, that person who's filming it is like keeping them pretty pretty well in the shot, but also is like far enough away. I don't know, good good stuff. Yeah, it makes me almost wonder if there is something of like a backpack type rig of like <laughs> yeah. you know, of like a cell phone rig video of like you can just run with a backpack on and it like is locked in somehow. Like. They got like a little like robot that's just like Yeah, there's like there's like a operator like controlling the backpack cam yeah. like from like a foot like a tent you know, <gasps> across the street. Oh, or it could be a drone. Mm. I mean it doesn't seem like a drone. It might be because the footage. If you look at the footage, there's like a very there's like a clear part where they're like mirroring it out. Yeah, you know, and it's like and it's just like where if like her hand goes into it, you just see her hand like kaleidoscoped out. Yeah, you know, like so that the edges are like you don't see the whole edges. You only see like that's right. And it looks, but it looks like you see the whole edges. It kind of tricks your brain into thinking you're seeing everything, but it's just blurry and you don't. Yeah, shout out them though. Yeah. Yeah, they killed it. I thought that was, like, I thought that was interesting. And I just, I've, yeah, I've not been understanding this hate, you know? Like, there's, there's always the industry plant hate that comes out, you know? And I think, like, I think some people can rightfully get it. Just like I said, I'm like, Dominic Feike could be considered, you know, one of those people. He, like, put out an EP. It did well enough, and they found him, and then they gave him $10 million, and he got rid of it, and then they re-released it. Yeah. Like, and Kylie Jenner posted it, and Khalid posted it, and everything. Brockhampton. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, that was... That might have been a little bit, you know, more genuine than... Yeah, but I mean, it's still boosting. Yeah, but, um, yeah, but, like, you know, and then there's people like, you know, there's other different types of, like, you know, it's like Claro, where people found out her dad was, like, the, the CEO of Converse, yeah. and, you know, people got upset about that, and, like, but like this, I, you know, I'm like, they, they could be, you know, there could be some Nepo there, you know what I mean? But that's, you're not going to get rid of that, no matter how hard you try. No, nah, and, like, the thing about the like music industry landscape is sort of like it used to be that labels could f put money into somebody and build a fire but now the labels can only really like add gasoline to a fire like there sort of has to be something already that's fueling up people's interest yeah. and like money can only make that fire burn like harder it can't yeah. light that spark anymore yeah um so like industry plants even if they're like being given money like unless they find a way to like make something stick and pop and then run with that like the money doesn't help in the same way yeah definitely unless it's like giving them more time to work on music a few moments later uh, i don't remember where we were but let's just i think we yeah. should just get into it well we got two whole movies to break down true true you're right let's, um, let's start off with this though all right so how did you experience bob barbieheimer how was, how was your well i I guess I was just gonna ask real quick if there was any TV club we should go over. I don't. I you think don't like care. there's an after party. You don't care. Yeah. Okay. But I think that's the only thing that we've watched. And together. that's still so new; it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Well, it but doesn't I mean, matter. It does matter. It does matter. But very good. Watch the after party. That's it for TV club. Uh, let's get into it. If we had sounds, the fucking wait, sounds would go right here. Wait, I want to ask though, real quick. Who do you think did it? Just early an after season party. Games. Oh, yeah. an after party. Um, who do I think? did it it is like it was like the most obvious choice last time right it was like the dude wasn't the most obvious but it was definitely one that like you look back and you're like oh that makes sense now yeah 
It was the dude's best friend who was like wanted revenge for like it was ben schwartz yeah yeah it was ben schwartz that wasn't the most obvious choice at all but it did yeah in the end it made sense i thought it was the boyfriend like the shitty boyfriend for a second yeah Um, i did too and this one i don't know because uh you know obviously they're trying to make you think that the sister's the most obvious but i say the wife might be kind of suspicious to me in this i Uh, think the mom is very suspicious but like she's obviously too suspicious the prince charming uh, best man and the weird uncle the weird me. uncle yeah for me or like the two biggest wild cards that's a that, that that's a great casting um what's his name i forget his name Fucking, the, the dude from hail and kumar yes oh my gosh why am i, I forget his, his name? name it's like cho last name cho right yeah that's a great casting i mean obviously the cast is he's amazing. so good in it like he's yeah. like a dude that kind of disappeared for a while like he's probably been in plenty of shit but i just haven't seen it anything personally and then seeing him again i was like that first episode was really fun. Did you uh, watch the first three or just the first two? It was only the first two whenever okay. I would watch it. And I kind of like fell off on the second one just because it went straight to like the whole like dramatic like. Yeah, I mean it was like a period piece yeah, yeah, yeah. like type of thing. I kind of fell off a little bit there. That's but I want to go back and yeah. watch it. The third one's pretty good. It's like black and white noir detective. And it's okay. uh, our boy that that's the lead in it. Uh, I forget his name. But you know who I'm talking about. The funniest guy. Oh. The ex-boyfriend of the sister. He's not the... Yeah, you said he's the lead? He's the lead of the third episode. Oh, okay, okay, He's okay. the one who's getting yeah. interrogated. Yeah. And he, he, like, sees the whole thing as, like, a detective noir. He is... For some odd reason, his, like, six lines of the first episode are, like, some of the funniest delivered lines to me ever. Like, yeah. I don't know. He's so funny. I, Tanya guy. That's who I'm thinking of. He's, like, very stereotypical, like, his own... Like, kind of, like, the same character sometimes, but he does it so well. He like, does it so, so well. Yeah. I'm gonna have to... That, that is one I think you should leave, because I think you'd find funny. Mostly because Tim Robinson isn't in it. It's, like, just him. He's the lead. That guy. Um, but let's get into it. Get into it. Um, bump, 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 bump. Yeah. Bump. We had sounds. They'd be, they'd be playing right here. Stevie's doing it. Movie Club. What do you mean by that? <laughs> well, uh, Give me a fucking break, yeah. buddy. Yeah. Ah, shit. Oh shit! Uh-oh. Here we go. Ah uh, no no, he's 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 chewing on headphones. Dude. <laughs> oh shit! Here we go again, indeed. <laughs> oh shit! You were literally just saying that as it happened. I like looked over and I was like, "Oh, that's cute. He's got headphones on." And then I was like, "Oh wait, he's not only have them on; he has them on his mouth." <laughs> he was laying down so well too. You being a good boy, kind of. I can't say it all the way, because now he's kind of apologizing. Hey, bud. Or he's asking why you took his headphones away. He's like, I wanted to join the podcast with you guys. You guys are all wearing headphones. He's like, yo, yo, I was listening to uh, I was listening to the Dominic Feike album. He's like, I got takes. I want to I wanna talk. Oh, yeah. All right, good, That's boy. A good boy. Every time he does something bad, and I like complain to Peyton, I'm like, yo, he fucking ate my hat. And she'll be like, oh, he wanted to look like his dad. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and well, like, now I can't be mad. Yeah, and then I'm like, God, so now that's what I do. Every time he does something, I'm like, like he came home, he chewed up, uh, Lisa's mom got me a Photoshop for Dummies book, and I like was like, that's so dope. I was yeah. like, I actually need that. I was like, that's so cool. I was like, that's like 
an amazing like she always gives books and stuff and i'm like that's like the coolest one you've got me i think and, and he chewed it up and he came home and he chewed up the whole book he was, it was saying, everywhere he, he was saying you dummy you don't need that book you already know photoshop he chewed up luckily i didn't care about this but he chewed up a, a law a sign the sign logic poster he <sighs> just got the run of jewels poster the other day no he took off a more chunk of the fast x one um but he's been he just chews up paper you know and which isn't so bad but but he chewed up the book and i was like oh buddy wanted to read i was like what did you want to learn photoshop for i was like you're not photoshopping maybe he was like a post-dispatch subscriber you know like, he really loves the newspaper, and he just hasn't gotten his daily reads. Oh, that's so classic. He doesn't have a newspaper to eat or any homework, so he has to find other paper. That's true. Oh. I'll be down. Yeah. All right, so let's get into it. Yeah. I want to I know about, I mean, I know about, but let's, let's, let's dive into how you experience Barbenheimer, you know? Barbenheimer. So, I didn't get the double feature experience. I went on Thursday night, um, but me and Peyton went. I was really... Like, the whole leading up to it, I was like, you know, I started getting broke, and then I was like, and then, like, you know, like, I was wanting to do Alamo Draft House, and then that started selling out, and then I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? I'm like, I guess I'll just go to Esquire for it all, and then I was like, I was like, fuck, I want to do the double feature so bad, but I'm like, like, there's something about me, you know, I'm like, I, like, the movie I want to see, I have to do it on Thursday night. Like, if I don't do it on Thursday night, I just feel bad Friday. I, yeah, and I, I felt bad Friday until I was in my yeah. seat. Like, I got on Instagram that night, and I was yeah. seeing people come out of it with their pictures, and I was like, oh, yeah. I want to see it so bad. And people were already, like, posting, like, a little bits about it, and I was like, ah. Oh. Like, yeah. So I already seen, like, Ken Hype, and I was like, oh, I'm missing yeah. out. Yeah, and, and Peyton had said something about how she's like, oh, I can't do Thursday night. So then I was like, okay. I was like, and then, then me and Stevie can just double feature however, and then you were like, I'm double featuring on Friday, and I was like, "All right." I was like, "I was like, what do I do now?" I was like, "I really want a double feature so bad." I was like, "I was like, I want." I'm like, "I'm ready to take off work. I'm ready to. I'm ready to go all out." But I was like, "I." I was like, "I just need to." I was like, and then Peyton ended up being free on Thursday night, so I was like, "Yes, Barbie miracle." I was like, "Perfect. We can go see Barbie Thursday night, and then I'll do the IMAX Oppenheimer with you guys on Friday." It's lit. Perfect. So that that's how I experience it, you know. And then we yeah we saw Oppenheimer together. Um, my Oppenheimer experience was like this. <laughs> Did that little crack here? Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Like my neck is so fucked. My neck is up. like if I put it in that, I it gets like all stiff. Me and Stevie were in row B, uh, seat five and four. So you're at least already not even in the middle, you know. Um, during a I'm I haven't seen that's my second IMAX ever. Too. Yeah. If um, anything, like, the sound was mind-blowingly great. Yeah. Like, the seats were literally rattling, and that was awesome. Yeah, what if the sound design isn't that good, but it was just the IMAX that made it seem great? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Clearly, it's good, but... I could believe it. Yeah. Um, I just my drink. Oh, no worries. I ended up seeing, like you know, but I'll tell them, I went on Friday, and I saw Barbie at 2, Oppenheimer at 6. You know, had a little Waffle House coffee before, and then a little bit of... Uh, three kings in between yeah that see it was funny because even that friday having seen barbie like knowing you were going at like what one or two ish yeah i was like because i that's why i even texted you i was like did you leave the theater yet you were like i gotta know yeah, i gotta I was know like, I was like, yeah I, th- I think you were probably worried like oh no we're not at three kings yet you know what i mean i'm like no no i just want to know what you think about barbie like and then i was like at work like fuck man i wish i was like it's just double featuring anyway like, yeah and i'd ask you for your one re- review and you said masterpiece and so i was extra hyped and then like 
probably about did you, wait, thirty wait. to forty minutes in, I was like, "Yeah, this is this is a masterpiece." Let me ask you: Did you think I was overhyping it? No, I mean, like, I was ready for it to be amazing. Okay. So, like, I, your response was like the confirmation I needed to know that it was going to be awesome. Okay. And it was awesome. Like, Barbie was a lot of fun, and it was funny to go into Three Kings and like our waiter was like. You guys seen Oppenheimer? And we're like, actually, we just left Barbie and we're seeing Oppenheimer. He's like, the Barbenheimer. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was even Fox 2 News at Ronnie's for this. Like, yeah, it was a big crazy. deal. Like, yeah, the theaters were alive. The theaters were popping. The theaters were pink as hell. Yes. Um. Yeah, there was a few trench coats still. A few trench coats, which was tight. Some people really were pulling it off. Yeah. Did you have one that you might have been, like, looking forward to more? I know this is kind of, like, they're so different. So it's, like, the whole Barbie versus Oppenheimer thing isn't actually real. Yeah. But I'm going to play into it just a little bit. I feel like I might be, like, one of the few people that was really 50-50. Yeah. I have, like, a real big love of Greta. Um, yeah. Like, for a minute now, especially just, like, revisiting Frances Ha. Like, her performance in that's amazing. Um Lady Bird is, like, one of my favorite A24 movies. Uh, I just think she's, like, a really extraordinary on-the-rise director, and I was very excited. I'm, Ryan Gosling might be one of my favorite actors. It's, yeah. so like, all of that combined, I was super pumped for Barbie. But then, on the other hand, too, it's, like, it's Nolan. Like, and I love Nolan, and I think it's a really interesting subject to dive into. And, like, not a lot of people are making these big-budget, big-cast historical dramas. And so, like, that was really exciting for me, too. So I think I was dead in the middle. I think I might have like started towards the end writing for a little bit more for Oppenheimer. Only because Me too. Be- only because so many people were pumped about Barbie that it started to get like a little bit like Oh. Like yeah. people were like <laughs> hating on our Oppenheimer. They're like, Wow, the Barbie's so I don't know. It was like a little bit they were so excited about Barbie they were starting to diss on Oppenheimer. I was like, No yeah. no no, like we're not enemies. Yeah. We're friends. Yeah. Um, how about you? Were you I was definitely Barbie leaning, you know, like you know me, I'm kind of anti Nolan, you know. I've Yeah, we've talked, we've talked. My my always saying I was just always upset he abandoned our boy Batman, you know, and, and left Joseph Gordon Levette hanging. Whereas I think I'm like I thought he he treated him nicely. You, you know, you're right. I just yeah, there's just so many that's that's big. He he loves to put that little tease at the end though, you know what I mean? That's that's the only part. That's what pissed me off. If that didn't happen, it wouldn't have been a problem. But you're supposed to just imagine what it would be like, you know? I, I, Gordon I, Levitt's out there in your brain. That's cool and all for, like, indie, <laughs> you know, type of shit, you know? I love a good indie, you know, like, Lost in Translation ending. Yeah. That wasn't Lost in Translation. That was fucking Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Um, no, I get it. I get it. Anyway, so... I haven't, I haven't seen Inception. I haven't seen any Nolan movies. You haven't seen Interstellar? No, I haven't seen any Nolan movies. Wow. Besides Batman trilogy. That's wild. So, I've been wanting to. You know, I've been I've been kind of encouraging you for like a year now to like pick Nolan movies. Yeah. Loosely. You Prestige know, not like, is the one that I keep meaning to pick. That that one will will turn you. That's yeah. I think it's best movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one you keep yeah, you keep saying that you yeah, you've been wanting to pick for a while. And, um but I think and like well, let's dive into Barbie first, you know what I mean? Alright. I think we'll we'll break down the one we saw first. Yeah. Um, you want to give the whole fake synopsis? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have Barbie, who lives in this... Dude, what could you possibly want? He just wants to cuddle. You better hope that's on video. <laughs> 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 Buddy. 
He's mad because he thinks we're going to spoil Barbie for him. Come here. Come here. You want to kick it? You want to kick it? Alright. <laughs> Dude. You got to let this pop for more than like 15 minutes. So you want to give the fake synopsis? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Barbie. It's Barbie, man. It's it shows the history of Barbie, which I learned for the first time. Um, but it it's it's it starts off with Barbie and Barbie Land, and it's a very it's not a good synopsis. I'm sorry, this is my description. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's a very meta Barbie world of like, you know, it's Barbie dolls getting played with in Barbie Land and. She kind of finds a way out of it, though. Yeah. And ends up in the real world. And Ken follows her. And then Ken discovers patriarchy, which is the greatest <laughs> plot of the movie. I did not expect that. <laughs> a misunderstanding and understanding of patriarchy. <laughs> and then becomes the patriarchy. Well, also, like, the 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 real villain of the movie, kind of. I mean, Will Ferrell's, like, the villain. but I like, think patriarchy itself is the villain. Exactly, yeah. Patriarchy yeah. is the villain. Like, the idea. Yeah. But Ken represents it for a good portion of the movie. Yeah. And so does Will Ferrell in it. So he kind of becomes the villain. Yeah. In that sense. Um, it's in sort of like a way that like uh, it possesses him. Yeah. And Barbie gets connected with the family that was playing with her as a... Uh, with playing with her specific doll. Yeah. Because in Barbie Land, each doll is connected to the person that owns it. and In a way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And... um. But yeah, they don't really realize it. And I would say like the main my main takeaway is like Barbie gets depressed. You know? Barbie learns about death. And it sends her on a spiral. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, but it and it's all because that girl drew cellulite Barbie. Yeah. And like depression Barbie. Uh it's uh, uh what's it called? Irrepressible thoughts of death Barbie. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> all because she drew those. Yeah. She wouldn't have even like the the plot wouldn't even move forward if those drawings never happened. Exactly. Um, but, but yeah, it sounds like a crazy plot, but it's honestly God. the movie itself is really hard to describe in plot and story because in a lot of ways there isn't exactly a villain because even when Ken is being Ken is in Ryan Gosling's Ken, because uh, the one thing I think that's really funny is like even on the cast listing or like when they're like referencing like it's a Ray, it's just Barbie, and like. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. all of the people are either Barbie or Ken's. Like, they're I didn't not, even like, notice that, labeled that's, that's as, hilarious. like, President Barbie. It's just Barbie, um, which I think is hilarious. Uh, but, like, even when Ken is being Ken, Ryan Gosling Ken, is in his, like, patriarchy arc. It's, it, nothing that they're doing is, like, too cruel or evil or, like, like, in reference, I'll make the connection to, like, Lego movie, where there's, like, a clear, like, evilness happening that's, like, destroying the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, He's just like, just goofing around. I mean, still. he kicked Barbie out of her Malibu house. That is true. That That's is pretty true. evil, if you ask me. That is true. That is true. Um, um, that they is they, they made everybody, all the Barbies, but lose their jobs. Where did where did Ken stay? You know what I mean. <laughs> Ken was homeless. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> is that relevant? I don't I'm know. Just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it is relevant, and that became and and Barbie addressed that. Yeah, I I'm like I think. And we were kind of talking about this before, but the one thing that I think they really nailed was, like, going past just, like, how the patriarchy holds 
down women, but like how the patriarchy can also hold down men. Yeah. Uh, and like force pigeonhole people into these like roles and identities that like limit and don't allow people to like really embrace who they are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I liked that arc for Ken. Yeah. Of like realizing like Ken doesn't have to be Barbie sidekick. Ken can just be Ken. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if Ken fully got the character like development. Yeah, I mean, but like that he may need as like a as like a character, you know, if you if you're getting like deep like that, you know what I mean? Like you know, I don't know how much of a actual lesson he learned. Yeah, but I mean like I think he learned just as much as Barbie did cuz it's not like Barbie we like leave the movie and they both realize they're free to do anything else now. All right. Like they I guess coming after it like at least at, at by the end of it Ken has a lot more to make up for. You know what I mean than Barbie does for ignoring Ken. You know what I mean? Like if, Yeah. I don't know. I'm getting too too real now. No, I get it. I get it. <laughs> but I mean I love Ken. <laughs> I, I love Ken in the movie so much. So I don't know why I'm hating on him right now, but Yeah, I'm about to say. I think that <laughs> that people will walk away from the movie thinking most surprised by Ken and most surprised by Ryan Gosling's performance. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, the one thing that's hard is, like, Margot Robbie is literally maybe the only person that I think would be this perfect for Barbie. Yeah. Like, she encapsulates encapsulates everything that's great about Barbie um, in a way that, like, made it so clear that she just was Barbie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and, and I think especially for this plot of Barbie, you know what I mean? I think there, you know, I think there could have been, you know... There could have been the Amy Schumer movie where she's, like, the ugly Barbie. Like, that could exist and probably done all right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if that would have came out, you know? And there could be, like, you know, like, a more, you know, and not saying this wasn't commercial, but, like, a more generic, like, Anya Taylor-Joy Barbie. That would have done amazing. You know what I mean? That's true, too. And not to take anything from Margot or anything, because it's, like, because this movie is you know, and knock out the park, you know what I mean? And she's the only one that could have knocked this movie out of the park, you know, like, um, but there is like different versions of Barbie that could have worked, you know, and would have been all right, you know what I mean? But it would have never been what this ended up being. Yeah. And I think a lot of the reasons why this one works so well is because it sort of tricks audiences into coming into the movie theater. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think a lot of people may not realize what they're getting into when they get into it. Yeah. And it also is so fun and funny and filled with jokes and little one-liners. Do you think that's going to be hurtful for like kids? No. No, I don't think so. I don't know if this is like a kid movie. It's uh, hard to say that this is for kids. I mean, I don't think I'm it was ever beat for you kids. Off so hard right now. Like, I mean, like it, it isn't a PG movie. <laughs> yeah, it's so, like it's not yeah, marketed yeah. towards kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also, I think kids understand more than they let on. No, and, of course. And I, like, there's always this element of like I remember when I saw Mean Girls as a kid, and I thought it was great. But then, yeah. like, I go back as an adult, and I think it's even better. True. Um, no, I mean this is definitely in this is definitely in that same way. Yeah. I mean, like that's a perfect movie to compare it to in a sense of yeah. like. But also, I think that there's a lot of parents that are like, "I'm not letting my kids watch Mean Girls." And that's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't think that I mean, like, my dad didn't understand that. Like, this isn't a movie probably for like my six and seven year old nieces. Yeah. So like, I but I like think there's kids. There's probably like, but there's also like the fact that it's Barbie is that. 
a lot of those parents could accidentally bring their kids to him and walk out really pissed off, potentially. I, all I'll say is there's I, only, like, two parts that are, like, iffy. There's, like, the one part where they first walk in the real world and they're, like, telling the construction workers, like, we don't have genitals. Like, yeah. that line and then, like, the beach off. But, like, if you don't know what... Th- th- that one, yeah. like, it's really easy to not know why that's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah that and it one... is still kind of funny to see two men being like, I'm going to... I'm gonna win the beach off. You know what yeah. I mean? Like get heated up in like their version of fighting. Yeah, I guess I just, I guess I am just like more. I feel like people are more sensitive now. You know what I mean? Not to like even get into that, but I feel like, you know, like that is like textbook. Like, oh, this is like, this is very cleverly getting past the little innuendos that it's doing. Yeah, you know, it's very cleverly disguising it you know, past corporation, like, you know, checking or whatever, you know, but, like, I feel like nowadays it's just, like, maybe parents, like, and maybe I'm wrong, you know, maybe this is, but nowadays I feel like parents can find, like, the bad in, like, anything. Yeah, you know but, I mean, mean, there's no nudity, there's no yeah. sex, like. But it is, a, you know, I won't say it's, like, sexual, but there is, like, there is a little bit of, like, you know, like. Sexiness. Sexiness, but, and, like, you know, I don't know, like, Ken, like Ken's whole position is just kind of like a, oh, I'm just trying to, like, you know, it is not like a, I'm not trying to, like, win you over, you know, it's like a, oh, it is kind of like a, like a little fuckboy energy. You yeah, know? but it's so goofy. Yeah, it is so goofy. It's not like he's, it's like, so like, I'm, like, banging chicks and, like. But it kind of, I don't know. It's like, it give me a brewski beer and, like, <laughs> I like my horses. And it's, like, silly. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, like, a mean energy. And I think that's what I really liked about the movie is that, like, it never really, like, got dark or, like, super serious. And, like, yeah. most of the things that are funny are, like, very childish humor. It's like yeah. Ryan Gosling going off screen and being like, sublime! I, I guess, I don't, I don't know why I thought it was, like, way more mature than I was even expecting. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I, I knew it was going to get deep and mature. I really felt like this was marketed towards Gen Z, Millennials, and Gen X. Yeah. I guess I just mean even in, like, the humor and stuff like that. Like, not... I guess maybe there's part of me that like thinks it was edgier than I was expecting. Like, and, and it be definitely wrong. was edgy. Yeah, like, and that, and that's what I mean. Like, maybe not like, maybe not like full on like legitimate stuff like that. Most parents like you know point out, but but the edginess of it, I think, might make this a little bit like more shocking than most people were. Like, I I just genuinely felt like, oh, this is a little. It's a little edgier than I was expecting they were going to do with Barbie. And and I don't yeah. know. I guess edgy isn't necessarily a bad thing, but... I just think is like, in terms of Barbie as a brand, like, I think th- even the market case for Barbie as a brand is more our age people than younger yeah. people. And it I just, feel like this movie was trying to, like, reclaim what Barbie could mean. Yeah, definitely. Um, and trying to, like, redirect some of the critiques that it had had in the past. Um, because, like, we sort of were, like, the last generation of... Yeah. Barbie heads. Yeah, above all, too, this does give Barbie, like, as a company, the perfect opportunity to come out now. And, like, you know, it's like, like, the beauty of Barbie is that it, like, has, it's been, like, you know, the the goal of it is to, like, show women doing everything, you know what I mean? And to, like, just make women not feel like they, you know, yeah, like, not have to be just mothers and stuff because there was only, you know, yeah, like, originally just baby dolls and stuff like that. But, like... I think now they have the perfect opportunity to, like, you know, even, like, bypass, like, you know, maybe, like, people just being, like, oh, they're just trying to be, like, woke, you know, because it's so hard, for, like, as much as, like, you know, we want companies to do stuff, it's also hard for companies to do stuff, like, genuinely and, like, be inclusive. 
But Barbie also has a perfect opportunity now just to do, like, literally everything. Yeah. Like. Well, I think one of the things that they were trying to, like, critique on was, <laughs> like, a certain, I don't know, the waves of feminism really well. But, like, this idea that, like, from the 80s that, like, women can do everything and, like, it's all going to change so rapidly. And they were, like, sort of, like, critiquing that concept where it's, like, yeah, we say women can do everything, but, like, then we don't let them do anything. Yeah. Um, and I thought they did a really good job of, like, presenting that, like, yeah. idealistic world and then, like, the crash in reality that, like, we really haven't changed all that much. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was really well done. But I, I definitely know what you mean, that it isn't, it isn't like the Lego movie. You know what I mean? Like, it isn't designed, I don't think, for... Like kids, yeah, if that makes sense. But also, it's like maybe Barbie is really for. I mean, Barbie is for kids. This is rated PG thirteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I I don't think it was like scandalous. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it wasn't scandalous. And I don't think there's wrong with any like. I don't think the clothing was even that like revealing. No. Um, but it is subversive. Like, you go in thinking it's going to be about, like, Barbie, but then it's about, like, Barbie wrestling with death and existentialism. And then, like, it ends with Barbie, like... Which is, like, the funniest part of the trailer, too. Of Just, like, you know, her being like, you guys ever think about death? Yeah. Like, it's it like, hits uh, so well in the trailer. It hits well in the movie. And it's like, yeah, I w- you would never expect that that'd be, like... That's, like, the the plot starter. You know what I mean? That literally starts the plot of the movie. Yes. It's, like, that mixed with... Ken, like, not knowing his place either. Yeah. Because in a lot of ways, it's, like, the opposite of what usual movies are, or, like, usual complaints on with movies, where it's, like, the woman is the accessory, and, like, the woman gets no lines. You know, like, the Bechtel test? Yeah. It's, like, Ken almost represents that in the opposite way, where, like, Ken is the accessory, and Ken's only purpose is to be Barbie's friend and, like, (laughs) hang out with Barbie. Ken is not, like, his own thing. Ken is the only oppressed white man. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that, like, they play into that joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where, like, he kind of has some, like, inc- the Kens have, like, some incel Oh, vibes. yeah, they, yeah. That, that's part of the edginess to me, too. And that's part of, like, what it is. Of just You know, and that's, I guess, what I was trying to get at, too, is that, like, they were very, like, you know, like. I mean, they didn't hold punches. You know, like, when Barbie's yeah. first in there and she's like, I'm getting an undertone of violence. And Ken's like, I don't get that at all. <laughs> yeah, like, there's but- just little things like that. And he's, like, a puppy dog about it. Yeah. About his, like, you know, or about, I don't know, but... He's so, like, goofy about it. He's, like, walking into the doctor's office. Like, I need to speak to a doctor. Yeah. You're speaking to one. No, exactly. not. Just his blatant sexism is, like, funny in its own self, but it's, like, you know, that, yeah, that's, like, the... He almost, like, rep- represents, like, weaponized incompetence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what are, what are you talking about? But then it leads to, like, one of the best lines of the whole movie where it's, like, as soon as I found out the patriarchy wasn't about horses, I was not as interested. Uh, which is, like, it's just, it's funny to, like, put somebody into, like, the real world and, yeah. like, like, for 30 minutes to an hour and be, like, oh, okay. Yeah. Horses. Horses and men. Yeah, and aside from the, aside from the story, everything that happens, like, you know, even just thinking about that moment of, like, Ken, like, realizing about, like, patriarchy and just, like... You know, it was like a fun, like almost like, you know, I th- this movie does what most indie movies are like starting to like what A twenty four is starting to do it, really well as far as like it it blends so many genres of film styles and 
it, the like pacing it, of it and like just like just like that moment of Ken alone like learning about patriarchy felt like a mini moment of like an invention movie. Yeah. You know, of like, like the little montage of all yeah, like the exactly. masculinity stuff. You know what I mean? The opening felt like a Marvel movie. You know what I mean? The the Barbie land and the ending in the weird Barbie's house like felt like nineties movies where it was big sets and yeah. like the movie ends at an even bigger set and like uh, and like it was sort of like everything everywhere in a way where it's like it's fun first like you know like the the thing is that it draws you with this funness and yeah. this comedic aspect and then just then when you're like relaxed and having a good time it like sucker punch you yeah with, with that that bus moment like and like yeah where she's sitting there and she tells that like it's her first person that she's seen that's aged because yeah. she just hangs out and she's like you're beautiful and like, yeah it's a touching moment but even at the end you know we're like it's all coming together and that Billy song hits and like you're like, wow, I just had a tremendous fun time and like you're almost more receptive to a message because you're having a good time. And yeah. like it sinks in. It isn't like forced. Wow. It's like it's like a it's like a little pill that's hidden in, in that's the tree, a, you know? That's a very good observation right there because bringing it back to Endgame just m- momentarily, that's what makes Endgame's ending so good that iron man speech yes of just like after everything you've witnessed after it all comes together in real life you know and in that theater that's kind of what barbie was too of that you know like i'm looking you know you know as like a as like a guy going to see barbie i'm looking around and like noticing like you know oh it's like 90 percent women in here and like there was a lot of like mom and daughters you know like we were sitting next to a mom and a daughter and like and then it, it turns out i'm like oh wow this is like this is like an amazing mom and daughter moment. I'm like, I don't even understand like fully like what this moment is, but it was so cool to like, yeah, kind of like see Witnessing it and like, and, and it still hits. Like, I'm like, I don't, I don't know, like, you know, a mother daughter relationship, but like it all kind of like accumulates at the end and you kind of like feel like you do a little bit, you know, you kind of feel like you learn a little bit about, you know, yeah, like what it's like. Cause I mean, the, the one plot line that they sort of like don't, advertises the yeah, America we didn't Ferreira, even talk about it yet. the America Ferrera and her daughter yeah. whole plotline, which was mainly the main heart of the movie, you yeah. know? Uh, and I heard a little bit about it from my YouTube reviewer going into yeah. it. Um, and you kind of think, wow, how are they going to pull that off? Too? And it, it works really well because, like, the young daughter almost represents, like, the new era of women. Yeah. And, like, how they don't, they're not interested in Barbie. Yeah, yeah, And, like... Yeah, that was an interesting plot. Like, that was kind of like a little mini plot twist of like, wait, it's not her playing with the Barbie? It's Fascist. the mom? And she's like, oh. <laughs> she <laughs> makes Barbie walk out of the cafeteria crying. crying. Yeah. Oh. She's like, oh, I'll, I'll be right back. I'll, uh, it was nice talking to you, ladies. Oh, my god. And just like, ladies, like. Huh. Yeah, yeah, Margot Robbie, like, yeah, like in that, like. She's just got that personality about her that made her perfect for Barbie in the real world, too. Yes. Yeah, she has a quite the range, yeah. Um, too, and that yeah. that really helped. I loved when they're in the real world and like we got to get real clothes when they're the skating outfits and they come out with the cowboy outfits and Ryan Gosling. It's just like I love frills. <laughs> they're like you got to pay for that. There is so many little moments like that that I probably couldn't even recollect like half of them if I tried. That are just so funny. But yeah, them walking out of the. The store in the cowboy outfits. The, like, beach fight scene was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and, like, the one guy from the, like, the corporate crew, he just, like, like I was shot! There's, I like, love- weapons! Yeah. 
<laughs> I love the early B scene where he's like, hey, Barbie, I'm about to hit this wave. <laughs> and then he goes running at it. And then it's just like a doll flying in yes. the air. Yes. Like, and it's, it's almost like, all right, you know, I know, I like, I know, you know, especially now that it's, like, out and, like, Twitter has gotten a hold of, like, the HD scenes of The Flash. Yeah, yeah. They're tearing the movie apart even more. And there's, like, a few people that try to come out and, like, support it a little bit. But, like, I do believe that the CGI is so bad for a reason. And I think that Barbie has a little bit of that element, too. Not, like, bad CGI, but it's just, like, the movements of the dolls are so weird that you're, like... Wait, what am I looking at? Like, I've never seen a like a real human body move like this on a TV screen before. Yeah, but it, it works. No, it, it works. works. It works, and it's like surrealness and campiness. It I works. also think that the reason that Barbie looks and feels so good is because they shot it on a real set, and even though the background is painted, yeah, like you know that it's really there. Yeah, yeah. and like that contributes so much no, to no, it, yeah. and like it really elevates it in a level that it's like. I don't know. I, th- I if anything that I take away from both these movies, it's like audiences know on a subconscious level when things are real and not, even when they're not supposed to be real. Yeah, like you, that those sets were just so well done. It like was w- it very much. I was like, man, they're giving Wes a run for his money here. Yeah, like even with like the ambulance thing where it like pulled apart and like came. Like I was like, this is like something Wes Anderson yeah. would make. I know it's almost sc- like. Like, it kind of goes back to what I was saying about A24. Of just, like, A24, like, often will do, like, you know, they'll mix, like, a film vintage look with, like, a modern widescreen look with, like, you know, shaky footage with, like, you know, they'll they'll just mix everything. Like, directors nowadays are, like, it's just, like, music. You know, it's got to... Taking those risks. It's got to just be, like, music. You know, as far as, like, everything is just genre blended now. Things that were in... You know, mystery movies are just now commonly part of like these type of scenes in movies. Yeah, and there are there are genres, but like it's yeah, yeah. like more free to pull from other things. Yeah, but a lot of people are successfully mixing it all together now more than ever. You yeah, know? and and it still does make the people that do like a focused movie in a certain style like well, it makes those stand out even more now. But because I mean, like this movie really heavily draws from two thousand one A Space Odyssey. I mean, obviously the beginning is shot for shot. Yeah, but like. Wait, Even, that that's the beginning is uh, like, it's the shot for shot, which is awesome. Really, of two thousand one space odyssey, the, like the kids, like the kids. It's it's monkeys, and they're like freaking out about like uh the arrival of like okay that's community. huge right there that's interpolation yeah, right there but for a even whole better, different audience even better the ending montage almost reflects the ending of 2001 a space odyssey as he's like flying through space and like seeing life flash before his eyes it's like very similar to like when the eye like fades away and like you're getting this montage of like mother and daughter moments and like little moments of barbies and like so it like almost is like attempting to mirror the themes and like 2001's themes are sort of along the lines of like mother and child versus man and machine and it's like like mother and child versus like daughter and doll or something like that or like like what it means to be a person you know what i mean i don't know it it, it it's like what you're saying though it's like it it's taking these like art house film things and putting it into like a blockbuster yeah and like also it is not being afraid of being a blockbuster. Like, it very much so is that's leaning into like, being yeah, mainstream. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's a huge part of this, too, is that it, it does the blockbuster so well while just 
putting in just enough of the other elements. Yeah. Like, even, like, all right, even when that first scene hits on the bus stop, where I'm, like, damn near, like, ready to, like, cry right there, like, like it hit me emotionally just, like, you know, and it's, like, it's so quick. It's yeah. so quick. You know, she just steps off into, into the real world and realizes, like, how fucked up it is. And it takes her, you know, a couple minutes to realize it, you know, little little montage or whatever. And then she's sitting down there, and she's, like, damn near broken from, like, from like the real world already, you know, and it's been like three minutes of film time, and yeah, but also she's like in love with the real world. Yeah, there's like those little clips, and she's like laughing when people are laughing, and like yeah, she's, she's seeing, like experiencing yeah, yeah. a range of emotions. For yeah, the first you're time. right. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah. the complexity that is like a like loving being sad and loving being happy, and yeah. like just like appreciating the range of emotions. That's not just like today is another Barbie day, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, it's like a dose of the real world. But yeah, but that alone, like that hits and it hits so well. And then I'm sitting there thinking, wow, that came out of nowhere. You yeah. know, I'm like, is that weird? You know what I mean? I'm like, is this, does this fit with this movie? I was like questioning. I'm like, is this going to like, is, is the rest of the movie going to like, it was just came out of nowhere to me to where I'm like, I, I don't know. I have you. I, I don't know. Does that seem crazy to you? Like that 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 thought might pop up. Is that like? I think it was the moment that I realized that this movie is in good hands. Yeah. I mean, I had that same feeling as well. But there was part of me that was just like, and it was really powerful to have someone who's been criticized for so long about like representing everything that's like wrong with womanhood, quote unquote, Barbie. That is, you okay. know, like like the idea that like you have to be perfect thin. Beautiful, blah, 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 blah. And it was like the first moment that it was like, Barbie doesn't, isn't just that. Like, Barbie's understanding and empathetic and loving. Yeah. And like appreciative of womanhood in general and people. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it was definitely a a throw off moment. Yeah. It was like a great, like, I don't know, like, this is Barbie in the real world, you know? Yeah. All right, I think I'm ready. If you would, if there's anything else you think we should talk about, but I want to ask you a rating on Barbie. Um, all I'll just say is I feel like it's been pretty cool to see everybody be excited about this. Yeah. Like I think I'm gonna wait to ask your rating. I'm sorry. You you can wait. I mean, I could say it too. It's, it's I think like, we should say them both at the end. Okay, that's fine. Um, but I, I really appreciate that it doesn't feel. I mean, like this is a movie made for women, obviously, yeah. but like not just for women. Yeah. Um, it's like the same, we were talking about this before, it's like, you know, like, people might say, like, Marvel movies are for dudes, but, like, they're not, they're for yeah. everybody. It might be, like, yeah, guys that lean into it more, but, like, it's been really cool to see both, like, just everybody embrace it. There's, there's, there's not been a lot, I was expecting more, maybe more, more dudes to be like, I'm not seeing a Barbie movie, but yeah. a lot of people are just pumped to see it. Yeah, th- there's part of me that's like that wants to hesitate to say that this is for everybody, just because, and and I I could be totally wrong, but I like, I think that like, you know, I don't know, and not to sound like, is do I have music still playing and I don't realize it? Yeah, it's been going on for a while. At least the uh, volume's down. Um, but no, part of me is hesitant to say that just because like. I almost kind of just want women to have this movie. You know, like, I almost want them to have the one of, like, fuck, you know, this is ours. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't think that... I, I I want that, but I don't think that doesn't mean that men can't enjoy it. You yeah. know, because clearly men are, and, like... 
and I was always going to, and like, you know what I mean? But I, you know, it's almost like, and that that's almost kind of dumb too in a sense because it's like Marvel's for everybody. You know what I mean? Men gravitate towards it. You know, plenty of girlfriends are dragged to Marvel well, and movies. Like, there are boys that play with Barbies. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah, of course. And yeah. they're always, yeah, they're always had that. And that's a, yeah, that's a good point too of just like. You know, that was always, like, a conversation of, like, let boys play with Barbies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, don't let this be, like, a, a gender. Yeah, you know, you're right. So, I kind of take that back, but I... I but it's, like, definitely a celebration yeah. of women. Yeah, but I also just want women to have the right of, like, no, fuck you guys. This is for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think that they, they deserve to have that, yeah. too. Cause well, I without think, being gatekeepy, because then, like, if you're Exactly. Being- yeah, yeah. I mean... Yeah, but but they're not, you know, and they and they they you know they want to be, and no one is when it comes to Marvel, you know. But I'm sure there's dudes that are like, no, like, like ladies, like leave Spider Man to us. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I'm sure there's dudes that tweet that like on a daily or like you know on put it on Facebook or whatever. You know what I mean? Like so it's like, like I encourage I encourage women to say fuck y'all, this is ours. You know what I mean? But I also like encourage every dude to go see it because it's a phenomenal movie i honestly feel like there's a lot that guys could get out of this yeah yeah Um, i agree i agree like i think there's like some kind of power in showing like how obscene it is for dudes to be like go get me a brewski (laughs) give me a brewski beer baby (laughs) and like i don't know maybe like maybe like guys won't get it because it is so funny like the patriarchy of it is so funny that like it it's almost bad i hate saying that but I think so like funny, like but it, like you, there's something that's so messed up about like having all these women characters so like greatly defined, and then coming back and they're like all suddenly, like, being yeah. like, hey, like yeah, what they're literally for wearing like French maid outfits, yes. like half of them. Yes, um, that's why I, I just think that like it does a good job of like explaining how like like the patriarchy can be confining for everybody yeah. and like. There's a freedom in just like being who you are and accepting others for how they are. Yeah. And encouraging women and whoever to be yeah, the, their Alan. best selves. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And Alan. Yeah. You know? And Ken's to I not feel like, be, you know, like you need to encourage Ken's to not be so Kenish. Yeah. You need Alan to just realize Alan is cool. Yeah. You know? Well, actually, I think you need Ken's to realize there's power in being a Ken. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, and once not he being, found out he had power. It well, and not being a Ken and Barbie. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. being yourself and not yeah. being like defined no, you by know what? Yeah. your partner. I'm going to go back because there is, there is a really good point in the whole Ken plotline that I've been overlooking at this of just the like, of, of the, yeah, of the, of the, you know, of the guys who you know look at their relate you know like you know the women they're with or whatever the women they're chasing or whatever as like like that's like their whole thing you know what i mean they kind of value themselves in the women they're with you know what i mean i think that is like a that is the core to ken yeah and also being like the whole time he's like i gotta one-up that ken i gotta (laughs) he's my enemy and then being like we're not enemies yeah we're dance buddies yeah (laughs) like that like there's there's something <laughs> when he's like breaking down, he's like, I look so lame. <laughs> no, dude, like you look cool. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, like that moment is just one of those moments I would forget. I forgot about you know just the no, you look cool. <laughs> like yeah, and I think that there's something great about celebrating like femininity and like womanhood, um, and I like hope and like it seems like. 
guys have been like really respectful or encouraging of it so far. And like to bring it back to Oppenheimer now, I think that's been like the great thing about Barbenheimer. There's like a lot of people who maybe not have wouldn't have seen Barbie that are going to go see Barbie, and there's a lot of people that probably wouldn't have seen Oppenheimer that are going to see Oppenheimer. Yeah. And like there's this energy of like mutual support versus like yeah. Like one or the other. Yeah, you know and I mean? yeah, and well, and there is yeah, there is just it's like no matter what, it's like if if anybody's crossing over of and seeing something that they are like, I don't want to see this, but let's do it. You know what I mean? Like like that is just cool. It doesn't matter which side you're going to. Like that is just cool. You it's know? awesome. Like, of just ah, oh, let's just let's just let's just be in the movie theater this weekend. Yeah, you know exactly. And I think the funniest part is you know we kind of noticed when we left Oppenheimer. It was like everybody just kind of wanted to talk about Barbie. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. I want. All right. So we just did fucking forty minutes on Barbie. Probably, <laughs> you know, thirty-five. We. I tried to cut it off like ten minutes ago. I, I know. We kept going. And then we, yeah, we kept going. Might not have been ten, but um, I wonder how long we're going to talk about Oppenheimer. I mean, yeah, I am too. All right. So I'll I'll, I'll give the quick synopsis. Oppenheimer is yeah. about the man. Oppenheimer, the man, who the was the leader of the Manhattan Project that designed the uh, first atomic bomb and ran the Trinity pipe. test. Huh? So I wish I had a pipe. I know. <sighs> I know. And that, that hat. That yeah. hat's so cool. Um, and then eventually was, like, discarded from history. Um, I mean, like, he's maybe one of the more controversial figures in some ways for, like, what he created or, like, what he led yeah. created. But, like... The movie sort of dives into like the events that led to the creation, um, and then just like I think what, and now I'm diving really into the movie. But what really was interesting about the movie is that it felt like a first person movie. Like we followed Oppenheimer through all the events. It wasn't like we were watching the events unfold. Like it was all through his perspective. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I might play with the. That might play with the intensity of the sound design and everything too. Of just like you, it, it was, yeah, it was just showing how he felt through all those situations. And, and you I think, can like sort of like feel his stress building yeah. until like it's you know like the scene after yeah. the war ends or the bomb goes off. I don't want to get too technical too early, but it was just that it was it was so stand out. But the, I mean, the movie starts with stomping. You hear stomp. <laughs> sorry, banana. Uh, <laughs> sorry, buddy. But you hear stomping. And stomping, and then it's like he opens his eyes, and it stops. Yep. And then like and you even see it, like the atoms swirling around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's so intense, and you're like, whoa! The fucking first five seconds are this, or the first thirty seconds are this, and then it's like, and then it's like, whoa! And then the stomping comes later. Yeah, and it keeps coming at intense moments, and then it all leads into that to that moment where you realize where that stomping is really taking place at, which is technically in the future at that point. But, like, it's just, yeah, it's just the intensity of that feeling when that stomping was actually happening that kind of, like, I don't know, I think there's something very clever about that technically well, of, like... And, like, it, it, it's not just, like, I mean, I didn't even put that together until the stomping until you just said that now. But, like, for me, it had a lot of really great payoff in, like, setting up a few events that happened right off the bat. And then recontextualizing them later on in the movie because yeah. like at the beginning when he's like talking to albert einstein you're like he just said something terrible to him or something like that because he walks away so pissed and like so bleak looking i see and i didn't even think that and, and i'm I, like the craziest person in the world where it's like if anyone walked away from me looking like that i'd be like i'd be like what the, i would be robert downey jr i'd yeah. be like what the fuck did you just tell them like, yeah i kind of thought he just like because he before he 
like uh, is going to talk to him. He's like, yeah, Albert Einstein's of a different world. Like we're past his generation now. And I'm like, oh man, he was probably a dick to this dude. Like who's a dick to Albert Einstein. But then like by the end of it, you're like, oh shit. Like, yeah. I don't know. It, like it was a really well done where like he sort of like all the pieces come together. Yeah. Just um, instantly when, when Killian was, or like when, when Oppenheimer was like, Albert's all right. I just believed him. He yeah. said Albert's all right, and I believed him. Yeah. I'm like, all right. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, Robert, just don't, don't worry about it. You know, yeah. Which is like the craziest thing to say after being like, yo, I think we just uh, started the chain reaction that's gonna end the world. Yeah. <laughs> Albert's good. He just Damn. realized that like we just started the apocalypse, maybe. Damn. Uh, but I think one of the things that really sucked me in was how immersive it felt, and how polished it felt, and like. It really kind of dove you into what it was like in 1940s. Yeah. And it was a way that I felt like it was a no punches, hold back view of America in a yeah. lot of ways. It was like, yo, like we were really fucking paranoid about commies. I got and a like, crazy statement. Go for it. This is the Top Gun Maverick of history movies. Maybe, but like, <laughs> in like a, but like, in like the reverse of like patriotism. You know, like this movie was like sort of about like how yeah, patriots. Yeah, yeah. Well, and but I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing like that. But I, the only reason I said that is just because, like, when you said immersive right there too, I'm just like, yeah, that's like the best way of describing this. And that's kind of how I felt in Top Gun. Yeah. Like you're just fully immersed in this world. You don't care. Like it just sucks you in. Somehow. You're like, man, these fighter pilots are cool. Yeah. But you, even me, I'm like, why the fuck am I immersed in this? Yeah. Like I'm questioning it because I'm like, this isn't me. Like this isn't what I love. You know what I mean? But like, despite me. You know, like, missing probably 20 to 30 minutes of Oppenheimer. Like, I fully loved the experience. Yeah. Like, and it didn't make... It, like, glorified scientists, in a way. Like, it made yeah. them cool. Like, yeah, you were like, these, these guys are <laughs> sick. Like, they're wild cards. I know, I know. I feel like... I, I, I know I haven't seen it, but you know, like... You know, like, the memes where it's, like, Taz with, like, an Oppenheimer hat? Yeah. Like, you know, it's just, like... But then it'll show, like, you know, like, Lola Bunny, and it's like, you know, she she was this because I was this, you know? And it's like, I just want to be like that with, like, Oppenheimer now. Like, I want to, like, I might be Oppenheimer for Halloween, like. Dude, that'd be good. Like, I just, I want to, like, you know, like, I walked Sit out of there being like, the yeah, I'm like, I want this to be, like, my whole, like. You know, you know how Rob would, like, tweets about stuff? Like, how he was, like, probably tweeting about Oppenheimer? Like, I just need to smoke, like, if I can't smoke cigarettes in here, I'm like, I'm like, I felt like that after. I'm like, I just, like. I feel like I want to be Oppenheimer now, and I don't even know why. I don't even like him. Like he almost <laughs> is like a, like the whole time I'm like, wait, is this guy gonna be like? I'm like I don't know history. Like I know some history, you know. I like really loved World War Two like a little bit, but I didn't even like learn much about like the Manhattan Project, you know. Like well, and like part of I think the reason why we don't learn a ton about it is because it doesn't really paint us in a good light, and I really don't think that America quite fully acknowledges how terrible the bombing was because like this movie it does paint it really clear it's like yo they're really close to surrendering like yeah. this war is pretty much done yeah. like are we still want to do this and then like they kind of do do this and like the movie is almost divided into two parts it's like leading up to the trinity test yeah and then like oppenheimer sending off the bomb and being like oh my god i need now i need to do everything that i can do to make sure this doesn't get out of hand and then like yeah sort of not being able to but I, I, you know, I don't know. And maybe this is just me being like, you know, like dumb American. But like, it's pretty scary thinking about like, like, like that was a huge element to this is just think like actually feeling like 
oh, like feeling like I was in like that era of like, oh, they're building one too. You know what I mean? Like that's an element that like that is like. I mean, that's like Cold War era to like the T. Yeah, yeah. No, I know, I know. Like, yeah, what I'm saying and that, but that's why it's like, like I wonder, like it, like that, that had to feel like so scary at the time. I'm like even just being a citizen at that time. Well, like, I mean, like just think about like I know people. They're always like, oh, I wish we were back in the time where 1984 was fiction. And it's like, yo, like, there's a reason that things were inspired to, like, write 1984. And, like, part of that is, like, this idea that, like, people were getting blacklisted and, like, ostracized just for having, like, ideas of certain ways. Where it's like, sometimes I don't even think we fully appreciate that. Like, how terrifying it would be to even, like, support Bernie Sanders. You know what I'm saying? Like, things like that. Where it's like, they held no punches in, like, displaying how paranoid everybody was. Um, and it's even weird to think that, like, you know, like, you you go to Germany for a few years, and they're like, why the fuck were you in Germany for a few years, huh? Yeah. And it's like, yo, I was just in Germany. It's like, those are the enemies now. And yeah. It's like, but I'd, I mean the pure, I just mean the pure pinpoint of, like... They could bomb us at any yeah, time. Yeah, that that discovery was made. You know what I mean? That the discovery was made at a certain point, and then it became a race. Yeah, I and mean, then like, it became a race to, and then it just sucks. You know what I mean? Because that's just like you know, like yeah, the discovery got made. So you could say whoever discovered that, you know, is like at fault for like starting this like timer. Well, and I of, think like, that's when a bomb is going off. You know what I mean? And granted, it's like yeah, it's like the timer isn't real. Like the timer is just you know humans have to press the button. You know what I mean, but the timer, like the 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 psychological of that timer, is like the thing that made someone press the button. You know. Yeah, and like I think the movie does a good job in displaying that it wasn't Oppenheimer's desire necessarily fully. Yeah. To like create this weapon, but yeah. like the, the human nature of like kill or be killed. Yeah. And like believing that like because well, like in a way like nothing would be everything would be chill if we all accepted that like. We have, there's like this anime called Vinland Saga. I don't know if you've seen the clip of it, but no. it's like the father's big message to the son is like, you have no enemies. Like anybody that like you think is your enemy, that's just like you, your own projection on them. You know, like you don't have to have enemies. Yeah. And like, there is this element of like, yeah, like no, it, if we don't do it, they're going to do it. And if yeah. they do it, we're done. And like, I think that like at one point Oppenheimer even gets it like when they're at that table and they're discussing the super nuke. Um, like building an even bigger one. Yeah. He's like, even if we, we leaked it to them and like they did leak it or somebody did leak it, but like even if we hadn't, like the science is there, like somebody's going to come up with it. Yeah. Like it's not like we have this secret formula, like it, yeah. it's science. And so like humans are going to do what humans do and like push for progress. Yeah. Even if it means destroying everything. Yeah. And I think this movie did a good job of showing how like what humanity will push people to do. And then also how humanity reacts to those people that are pushed to that. Yeah. Because in a lot of ways, like, it wasn't just him doing the science. It wasn't just him, like, in a lab tinkering by himself. It was a whole group of people. But, like, he was the one that took the blame for all of it. Yeah. And then he was the one that was ostracized for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's another, like... Yeah, like, that's interesting. And it, that just made me think of Arrival, too. It's kind of like Arrival's, like, a, almost like a slightly futuristic, like version of this of just the whole world just like not knowing not knowing how to communicate with each other granted they weren't at war with each other in that but, but it was like how all of the different reactions yeah, yeah. to it would be yeah some people were like let's attack it yeah some people were like let's worship it yeah that 
that was a great. But I think that yeah, there's definitely, and I think like, you know, it was like almost like started to get into like, but like part of him is like he was just a scientist, like yeah, like you know, like he was just making like he would like I feel like you know I don't know I'm just talking out my ass, but like I feel like you know maybe he had like a focus in like something like specific, you know, he was like he was focused in like what quantum, you know, like. What 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 was it like that he was like quantum physics? Yeah, quantum physics. So like I don't know if that's like like w- you know what all define like is defined in quantum physics exactly, but like you know he was just making discover like he could have discovered anything. You know what I mean? It, like it just so happened like you know to lead to a bomb eventually. Yeah, and you know what I mean? To we, a bomb in the yeah. middle of a Which, the biggest war and a war that's sort of defined over attacking. You know, like he was Jewish, so like there's an even bigger stake in it yeah in a lot of ways yeah and it's like yeah it's like that's just so many different variables to that too where it's like i don't know i'm kind of losing my train of thought a little no, bit but like i i think i get what you're saying and it, it made it so that you know like at the very end when he's being interrogated and they're like you made the bomb but then you had more qualms yeah it's like you did this but then you felt bad about it yeah it's, it's like, like he's like, just doing his job at the end of the day and, and he was kind of forced like the way matt damon came in he kind of came in and was just like yo fuck you i don't like you i haven't heard a single good thing about you but you're doing this job yeah you know like yeah yeah because you're the only one that can do it you know he was damn near forced to do it you know it kind of was just like a snowball effect into and he was kind of testing him a little bit too you know to see how he'd react and like he reacted the right way yeah okay because you know like you know i think like there's like an element of like matt damon's like let's see how he's acting if i like i'm disrespecting him yeah like he's about to join the military damon was like had a standout performance to me and and, and granted it's Matt Damon so yeah. it's like you know he was one of like the big guys in it but his his just one liners in it were like yeah so well placed and like I really loved what at the end too like when everybody's sort of given their brief on Oppenheimer to that bullshit uh board and he's like let it be no mistake like this dude is like a fucking hero in a lot of ways or like yeah. I have no doubt in his mind like his morals that was that was pretty cool at the end of it all. Just uh, like them even being like, "We know you're a loyal person." It was like I'm like, I'm like at least they fucking say he's loyal at the end of it all. I'm yeah, like, you know. I also just loved that the addition of Robert Downey Jr.'s character really painted this picture of like the wheels of progress and like how Robert Downey Jr.'s desire for his own personal power and his own personal vendettas led to the development of an even worse weapon. You know what I mean? Like, he sort of pushed Oppenheimer aside so that they could make that even bigger one. Uh, and the other dude was down to go along with it because it was his idea. I think the first time I walked out, I missed the huge Florence Pugh storyline, like, closer. And I think the second time I watched or walked out, I missed a big chunk of, like, so the Robert Downey twist. So like the big Robert Downey twist is that the whole time you think. Remember that guy. I, I mean, I I understand like I understand the twist, but I think I just missed elements of it. That's fair. Like, Did you see the part where it's like the one dude who is a soldier who is always on Oppenheimer's case? He was like the one that like begrudgingly gave him the security pass finally, and like at the dinner table was like calling out Oppenheimer at yeah. the black and white one. He was initially shown to be the guy that gave the FBI reporter or whatever, uh, his documents. But then it, like, pans over, and, like, Robert Downey Jr. is in the room, too. 
And so, like, okay. he, so he, he, he did set up. Because he, he talked about, like. Because he had a whole plan to set up to guide the guy to write the thing, to make the complaint. And then he was like, we're not going to make it a big public hearing. We're going to do a small room, no press, no nothing. Like, no one's going to hear about this. And we're just going to take his, like, security access away without anybody being able to stop it. He's like, I'm going to pick the board. I'm going to do all this. And so, like, he made it seem like it was the other guy that was, like, the backstabber. But he was actually orchestrating the whole thing. And it was because Oppenheimer embarrassed him at that that yeah, like that, one thing. The, the Einstein, yeah. Yeah, and then again at the the table. Um, what what was that? Well, like he, he embarrassed him at the one court hearing about isotopes. I didn't really understand what was going on there, but like Oppenheimer like made fun of him okay. in like the court hearing, and then okay. later on, like he was like he was like the thing was like you can make an atomic bomb with a soda bottle if you knew what you were doing. And that's like see, and and it, it, it's so well. Like Robert Downey's casting for that is honestly, well, because like, you think makes he's it like better. Yeah, you think he's like stoic and like yeah. great, and then all of a sudden you like realize that he's been like a doucher the whole time, and yeah. like he's going up for a cabinet position. And it's like, oh shit, he's just like another yeah cog in this machine. And then you get the scientist that kicks his ass, and you're like, yes. And then the bit of Oppenheimer's like personality they show. It's like yeah, even like you know just throughout it all, it's like he's a he's a he's a quick guy. He's a smart guy. He can talk. You know what I mean? Like he can he can fight back. He can he can be you know like I, I can't think of the right word, but he can be like he's a little morally ambiguity ambiguous. Like a, yeah, he's like he's snarky, but snarky yeah, too, and he like know? floats in gray areas, but he yeah. like defends it. Yeah, uh, but like you know like he he does like cheat on his wife. Yeah, and he like his wife and him started with an affair and like he doesn't he like he floats with communist ideas and like likes their like concepts but doesn't join yeah you know what i mean like he joins the military but not in the military yeah like he like floats through like he's a scientist but also politician but like also yeah you know like he he's a very great character but i think his his his, like just his snarkiness particularly like blending with robert downey's snarkiness like makes this story and those characters like and makes that twist even better for the people that don't yeah. like see it coming or don't know the history of it all and to like see him especially at the scene where you finally see the stomping and like they're celebrating the bomb and like he's like holy shit yeah like what did i what have i done yeah that's the and accumulation like, of the whole sound design is to that moment in a sense you know what i mean like not well, not the whole sound design but i was like, gonna say like the first like there's music going non-stop yeah. i feel like non-stop and then all of a sudden the bomb goes off yeah the test and like there's nothing yeah and that was honestly maybe the quietest i've ever heard a movie theater yeah like it was just pure silence i know i it, it's almost like it almost felt like you were in a car accident. Yeah. Like, it's it was scary. It felt like, it's like, wait, how can a theater be this quiet? It felt like you're in, like, one of those, like... It's like the moment where, like, you're, like, tripping, like you're falling. And, yeah. like, you, like, know you're falling and everything feels like it's in slow motion. Yeah. And, like, you're waiting for, like, the thing to happen. It literally felt like you were almost in, like, a fucking soundproof room. And you're like, whoa. Like, when you step into, like, a foamed-out room for the first time and you're like, yeah. and you're like, is this? You, 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 like, kind of forget that, like, there's yeah. 300 people did in you this look room. Ar- yeah, did you look around? I kind of, yeah, I, I was like, around, what the fuck? I'm like, wait. Like, because then the silence is, like, 20 seconds. And yes. Then, and then all of a sudden, it doesn't <sighs> even hit where you think it's going to hit. And it's like, boom! You just hear. <sighs> yeah. I don't know if you know. I shook. I when the the thing eventually went off, I it caught me too, yeah. off guard. Like no other sound has ever yeah. caught me off guard. And I knew it was coming. Yeah. I knew it was gonna happen. <laughs> but you don't know when. 
Oh, and then, and then you think maybe it's not coming. Maybe, maybe the whole point of this scene is because this movie. You're like you're going through your head. What could be going on? I'm thinking like this movie has been so goddamn loud. Yeah. So this silence hits just like this does. And by the time I finish that thought, I'm like, you know, and it's going off already. And Boom. Boom. God damn. Um. It, it was just a uh, one of those moments that I was like. Out of body. Go see this in theaters. If if no one's seen this movie yet, like, like above all, like Barbie. No matter when you see it, it's going to be just as amazing as they well, intended it to be. I think one thing that like really captured so well too, compared to other wartime movies, is like what it actually would have felt like to be alive during that time, and like what the tensions were really like. Because usually you're on a battlefield and you're just seeing like people get shot left and right. True. But like this was like. You could feel the paranoia and, like, the desperation. Yeah. There's got to be, like, some ways to, like, fully break down what he did to do that. But you're right. Like, there's just something about it where you really... Like, I don't know if I've ever felt so much in the time that a movie has been placed in as this movie. Like, And it was... There's something about, like, a, a British dude making it that, like, feels like no punches are held. I'm pretty sure no one's British. I'm almost certain. Uh, but like, it was a more unscathing view of America than I think if an American would have made it. True. Yeah. Um, yeah, they probably just yeah, just genuinely being born in America, you'd probably be too scared to like actually, or even just like not informed enough. You know what I mean? Like your perspective yeah, would just be true. like, yeah, um, yeah, and that that maybe that goes into the scaredness that I'm thinking of of just like just thinking of like oh just the American government just seems like just so weird enough even being like in it it's just like oh I don't even want to like like it's just scary like like no one even wants to tweet like I mean people do it but like to me there's still like a little bit of like scariness of like I don't want to tweet like fuck Trump you know what I mean like I don't know and the like it's like this or like the scariness was was portrayed so well that like you sort of understand why the people were cheering about it but then, like, you also understand why Oppenheimer... You're more on Oppenheimer's side where you're like, what the fuck just happened? And, like, you know, like, you see him see the person with their face melting. And yeah, that, like, that... I mean, all right. That, yeah. that caught me off guard. And I was like, talking about it with, uh, with, one of the, with one of the girls outside the movies, and that part was, like, honestly, like, so frightening. I was like, that, that was, like, scarier than, like, so many horror movies I've seen. Just those, like, seven seconds. It felt like a Lynch movie. And, like, Lynch does that a lot, where, like, things seem normal, and all of a sudden, like, a like strobe light starts flashing, and, like, something fucked up appears, and it's like, whoa. And, like, really... And, like, it kind of came back a few times, which is, like, intense. Yeah. Uh, the editing was just so interesting. Um, that my, I think my only real complaint with the movie is that sometimes there were so many close-ups and, like, dialogue shots that I was like, yeah. is this really you the really movie? really hate close-up shots. I don't... I think that they're... That's why I love Barbie, because there was not that many close-ups, and the close-ups were earned. But... <laughs> I just think that, like, it was kind of... There's an irony in being like, you gotta see this movie in 70mm IMAX, or else you're not experiencing, because it's just such a visual epic. And it's like, you know, like, 30% of the movie was kind of close-ups. Which, I thought it worked. I'm just saying, like, it was, like, kind of funny to be like, this is the one you gotta see in IMAX. And, like, I do think you gotta see it in IMAX. Let me let me be clear. But... Yeah, maybe there, maybe that is more for the audio uh definitely for the audio but also it, maybe it was our angle that was kind of weird because you know like we were getting like some kind of warped i can't even look that way anymore dude 
I literally need a professional massage. Yeah. After seeing that. <laughs> Same. I thought we were going to have recliners and we'd be good. Because, like, if you have recliners <coughs> in the second row, like, you're good. You're yeah. good. Um, but I thought it was really well done. I really liked the black and white versus the color. I thought that was, like, an interesting use of, like, being like, this is what actually happened for sure. But, like, this is the perspective of Oppenheimer. It's funny how the black and white was the future, too, right? Yeah. It was, like, uh, I think it was mostly court documents and, like, real things that happened. And, like, objective what happened. But then the color was, like, how Oppenheimer, his okay, perspective. that's cool, yeah. At least that's how I'm dividing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Because, um, you know, like, we see in black and white him walk up to Albert Einstein. But we don't see what they say. And then we get, like, this subjective, like, this is probably what they were talking about. It changes black and white to color in that scene? No, in the beginning, at the, at the start of the movie, we see like Robert Downey Jr. showing him Albert Einstein. Oh, and that's but in black the, and white. Then the, the, when they go back to that scene. When they scene. go back to that, it's in color at okay. the very end. And then you have that conversation. I thought it was like, I'm like, damn, if it was straight up, like he walked up there in black and white, and then on like the walk back, when yeah. Robert Downey like clocks the, the anger, he like, it was color, and it's <laughs> like... <gasps> I there was a, a, one other thing that I loved about this movie experience is like every time a different actor came on, and you're just like, "Let's go! It's that person!" You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Josh Peck showing up, I was like, "It's Josh Peck! Let's go!" And it was it was interesting, and a lot of movies are doing this. Asteroid City did it, um, but they were like you know often very you know like they were small, yeah, but like cool, you know what I mean. And it's funny, like even Robbie Malik, they like show him like a couple times. <laughs> Dude, he just gets that the, the clipboard, just like <laughs> yeah. But then he gets like his shine later in the movie. But they show him like like you know an hour and a half in for the first time for like five seconds like in the background yeah and then like again 30 minutes later in the background and then he gets he like finally gets his role yeah. and like even florence was talking about how like christopher nolan hit her up for the role and he kept apologizing he's like it's not a big role it's not like it's it's not big yeah like i'm sorry like it's just and she was like no no, no I'm, i want to do it like this is <laughs> awesome like let's go that's so funny she's like i'll be on the back of the set if like that's what you want from me like yeah like, like, like you want me to hold the camera like she's like i'll do coffee like yeah. i'll do anything um and i think that that that's a a great attitude and i think like one of the interesting parts was like all the other actors no one was basically like look like everything here is to support killian's performance and like they were like okay bet let's get it like yeah like we'll we'll bounce all off killian yeah I, i think he like he's had an amazing career and like he's a staple no matter what but like this is yeah like a performance yeah of a lifetime no, definitely, in a lot of ways. definitely um Same. i think the one the one uh cameo or what not i guess not cameo but the one actor that didn't work for me was jack quaid yeah he's a little bit weird he just didn't like it was just i just was wondering i'm like why why did nolan like i just wondered what like what what about it was specifically and then i'm like wondering is that nepotism right there no i mean i think part of the case is that he actually might have looked like one of the scientists really maybe um, but then that all was another right, part that right. got a little confusing too, because a lot of the scientists looked alike. Yeah, just because I mean, like they're all white dudes. Yeah, and there's one dude that had a big role in it, right? I'm pretty sure. Let me let me see if this dude. I want to confirm this because you remember Ten Things I Hate About You. You ever seen that movie? Yep. Uh, you remember um, the dude that introduces Gordon Lovett to like the whole school? Maybe. Um, David Crumholtz was he in Oppenheimer? I swear that was him. I think you. I think you're thinking of. Uh, 
Yep. Yep. He was. He was. That's a good eye. He was. That dude, he, I mean, he's way older now, and his voice is very distinctive, and it's very distinctively different now. Yeah. But then I was like, that's got to be him. And then I heard the voice at a certain point. And, like, Gary Oldman popping in there. And that was also, like, a really interesting scene. Uh, were you there for that one? Uh, I don't know. I don't we know who Gary Oldman is. I'm sorry. He, uh, he's the... Uh, <laughs> uh, you guys are all saying Gary Gordon, Oldman. Gordon. And I'm like, Op, uh, Gordon. Gordon. In the Batman trilogy. Oh. Yeah. But he does a lot of these parts where, like, he puts on a ton of prosthetics. Um, I thought that was a really interesting scene and dynamic for, like, Oppenheimer to be like, there's blood on my hands, sir. And he's like, you think you got blood on your hands? I'm the one that dropped it. Like, they don't know you dropped it. They know I dropped it. That was such a crazy scene. Yeah. I mean, and then he was like, get this car baby out of here. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah. I think the one part that really fucks with me is like, you think that they're rushing to do this test so that they can explain to them in concrete terms how powerful this weapon is. And then he's like, so did they talk? Did they have this conversation? And he's like, well, he told me have a secret weapon. And it's like, bro, we didn't even try to like talk it out at all. You know what I mean? And I get, there's a lot about world politics that I probably don't fully grasp, but I'm like, man. like we, And I know we dropped... I guess apparently, like, we dropped pamphlets before it in Japan. There was, like, warning people about it a little bit. Mm. But, I mean, like, that was part of World War II and World War I propaganda yeah. in general. People were dropping pamphlets all the time. Yeah. But it's, like, man, it's kind of a shame to, like, think that like, we didn't even try to, like, talk it out. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure, yeah, and if there's pamphlets being dropped, I'm pretty sure there's probably millions of pamphlets, like, threatening like certain those. shit. You yeah. know, like, where it's like, all right. Like, what? You know? Yeah. So, if a country just comes up and gives you a pamphlet, like, hey, we might bomb you. Yeah. Like, what? Well, and it's like, I mean, like, you, if you got a pamphlet today that was like, yo, you just, like, saw something fall off this guy's like, this place is being bombed. You'd be like, I got work tomorrow, man. Like, I can't, like, just, like, get up and leave. You know what I mean? Like, I have, yeah. like, my life is here. Yeah, be like, until I see a bomb. <laughs> yeah. And it's also, like... People so had gone through bombings in before. Like, no one knew about how big this one was. And, like, now we do. Because, like, we... I think one part that was kind of interesting is, like, I think it's easy for us to forget that we were, like... Because we were born into it. But, like, the difference in feeling of, like, before... Like, just, like, pre-existing weapons that could literally wipe the face of the earth clean. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, I think that's the biggest. I that's like one of the biggest parts of this movie for me is like just kind of realizing, yeah, and like I think that's what a bomb is, and like you know, I think mean, everyone knows what a bomb is, but it's kind of like, you know, there's just so so many things that you learn like way after the fact. You already know everything about it, you know, like yeah. I mean, like even like Benny Benny's character, Benny Safdie's character wearing sunscreen for when the bomb goes off. You know what I mean? Like just little things and like seeing how much <sighs> seismic shake. Um, have you ever seen like real explosion videos? Like, I mean, yeah, 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 on like YouTube and stuff. Yeah, have you seen those? Like, how like some of those shock waves can be like, you know, like a nuclear plant blowing up, and then it's yes. like shock waves go like for fucking miles. Like, that's so insane. Like, that's so scary. And then the movie, yeah, that at one point, like whenever they do like the bigger bomb, they're like, we're gonna have to get back a little farther. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also love the the line where they're like. 
hey, you might, they're like playing cards and like, hey, dude, you might want to tell your soldiers to get away from the atomic bomb that's in the thunderstorm, or like the lightning storm. The second that happened, I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, all right, as much as like we expect, like, you know, like, especially like, I feel like America, like maybe I'm wrong, maybe everyone, but like, you know, I feel like everyone just expects everyone to be so professional. Like you expect a goddamn McDonald's worker to be like 100% professional at every cost. And you expect a doctor to be 100% professional at every cost, but neither one of them are, and neither is the government or the military. And then you're just thinking about bomb testing. Like, there's probably so many fucking soldiers that have just, like, died from something like that. You know what I mean? Like, Well, I think it's, like, really easy to think that everybody in charge has everything all together. That's it. That's it. Then you suddenly realize that everybody is just, like, a little flawed human with all their insecurities and worries and anxieties running around just trying to, like... God, that is an important thing people need to realize, that, like, no one can be in charge of anything, actually. You know what I mean? No one can... You know, and that's, like, another dumb lesson that's, like, all right, you kind of already know that, like... No one's more important than anyone else, but yeah. it's like, but when you think about it logistically, as far as like, you know, someone controlling safety, it's like, you know, versus like someone controlling food or so, you know, whatever, like, it's like no one is like, no one is more capable or, un- you know, yeah, granted there's, you know, there's going to be some things that, you know, it's but like, like, we're, we're like better together or like we, we have to be together. Yeah. But also it's like those forces of us all banding together can like lead to some, yeah. like, I don't know, like, the pressures of everybody being worried about yeah. a war coming to us is, like... Yeah, I just feel like, yeah, I just feel like life is so easy to just be, like, oh, like, oh, you just expect, like, you know, like, at least for me personally, it's, like, I, you know, I expect, like, you know, if someone's in charge of something, they, that's their responsibility, they gotta take care of that, you know what I mean? I don't gotta worry about that, but it's, like, no matter what, like, no one is actually responsible for no. anything, you well, know? And, like how hard it is to get people to change their minds. Like, once the cat's out of the bag, it's really hard to put the cat back into the bag. Yeah. And, like, if you're, like, the one person out of a group who's, like, not feeling something, and, like, you also are the one person who can see where it's headed. Yeah, you have no power, and that's, like... It's really hard to be, like, yo, we gotta fucking change this shit. Yeah, even if you could see it, the outcome clearly, and like no, you know, and and there's still no way to like help help it. Yeah, I mean, like it's even like an interesting metaphor using communism in that way, where it's like there are these ideas to make things better, but like how do you implement that? And like you know, like there are these ideas to like make the war end, but then you implement. You know what I mean? Like. It's like this chain of events of like, how do you change things without destroying everything? Yeah. And like, how do you ride this beast that is society without like tearing it apart? Yeah. And now it's like, I think we did a really good Barbie review. And I think we did a pretty good Oppenheimer review. But I I feel exactly like I feel leaving Oppenheimer right now. Yeah, 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 I get I it. I feel exactly the same way. And I, th- I think that that's what makes Oppenheimer effective. Yeah. It's, it's no. like this giant blockbuster movie that is like one of the more existentially dreadful like things to yeah. walk out of. Yeah. 
That's yeah. That's why, like, I, I, when people are gonna ask me, like, which one did I like more? It's so hard to say. You know what I mean? Because no, they're it, both really good. Just like, it is hard to say. And that's also what makes Barbenheimer so awesome is that they're like so so different. Like they're, the memes are almost perfect. They're, they're so different that you can't compare them yet. They you have had a lot to of, see them both together. So there's like this need or this little bit of want to want to compare them, but yeah. like you can't. I saw this TikTok and someone was like, uh, so here's my, I said, I went to Barbenheimer's, so here's my review. Uh, first thing I want to say is, you know, it's pretty jarring to go out of like a movie that's just about life, death, and like what it means to be alive and like go through an existential crisis and then make that transition into Oppenheimer. <laughs> I was like, Haha, that's a, that's a good one. Cause there is like some similar shared traits in that, but it is like, like I said, like we all left Oppenheimer, and there was this like understanding of like, yeah, that was heavy. Like, let's talk about something else. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. That's what makes that movie what it was. That's what makes it effective. That's what makes it a good movie. Yeah. So it just makes you think about the world we're in, actually. You know what I mean? And that's like stuff that filmmakers say they want to do with everything that's what every filmmaker says they want to do you know what i mean is make people think about the world you know what i mean and, and that's what a lot not every filmmaker but that's what a lot of people like strive to do with art and movies and all that yeah to like take a lesson that you've learned and yeah. try to share that with other people yeah and like not invoke even, real yeah. change not yeah yeah exactly like, just just you know in, inspire some kind of learning and thought-provoking thing you know what i mean and this this actually does it, you know, like in in, yeah. in a way. I I I, I, know, I think both of them do in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, you're right. But, but I like, couldn't help but feel like Harry Styles walking. I was walking banana after Oppenheimer, and I'm like, that was just a real, real? movie movie. A go to a the real, theater. Yeah. Film. A real go to the theater film movie. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, and that makes so much sense too. Like, you know. It really was, um, and I was really glad to get to see it in theaters. I kind of hope to see it in theaters again, even though I'm going into Oppenheimer, I was like, "This is a one and done for me." Like, I ain't gonna, I don't want to see another three. And then, like, I left and I got home and I was like, oh, "I just wish I could see how that movie started again." Yeah. Um, and man, they really. I mean, I'm sure that there's things that they hold back a little bit on Oppenheimer, but like they. They don't, like, whitewash him as much as I maybe was expecting them to. Like, they put the poison apple scene in there, which is, like, one of the more, like, crazy yeah. things he did. It really happened. Yeah. that And that is the that is your introduction to him. That yeah. isn't... That he's bad at that science. That isn't sprinkled in science. there. He's, like, yeah. vindictive. And that is a very cold opening of who he is, besides, like, the little bit of setup of the you know the the deposition or whatever yes you know? and then there's that element too that like they sort of like leave their kid with their friends yeah that was yeah no it like he's not painted it was like a hero in any means no and 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 you know and people always say that and i've been wondering about what makes flawed characters so interesting you know what i mean i've been wondering about how to like do that as well you know what i mean like because it's just such like a it is fascinating you know what i mean and it is what makes you know, like, really, you know, Uncut Gems good. It's what makes good time. You know, it's, you know, there, there, a lot of these, you know, a lot of these polarizing movies are about flawed characters. And this one is, like, almost the mecca of that, of, like, holy shit, this guy is 
sky is pole like the definition of polarizing and it's like you know me going into it like it's like all right yeah, i've heard his name before what you know whatever like you know history this you know whatever i'm yeah. not like you know i'm not like you know I, there's some things that i think are very fascinating there's some things i don't care about and um and so it's like you know history is like something i i think i like some things of but i you know i'm not like a history person but like you know, I went in, th- and then it's like very quickly, I like realized, I'm like, holy cow. I'm like, the mind of this guy is so interesting to me already of like, what, yeah, like, what, what is this person? Like, who is, like, it, 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 I could quickly see like how like that, you know, like that huge book could be so polarizing too. It makes me want to read that damn book, yeah. you know, like. And I think it was a really, like, I I kind of mentioned it before, but like choosing to instead of make a movie about the Manhattan Project and focus in on one person really helped to see the, like, thought process and, like, flaws and, like, intelligence. I don't know. Like, it was really interesting to go through the lens of one person through this and, like, sit in their shoes and be like, this is what it felt like to, like, go through all of that Um, versus, like, Air, like I, I, you could, like they easily could have made this movie like Air, like a, you know what I'm saying, like a team coming together to make a, a product, but instead it was like this dude who's like, yeah, fucked up, yeah, passionate, right. and like Amer- an American director definitely might have made it like Air, you know, like this kind of like, cause you know I will Matt say- Damon being like we gotta make a bomb. <laughs> It could have been damn near the same movie, same casting and everything. It's so <laughs> different. Um, but J- J- but J- Jason has Oppenheimer. But when you when you said immersive and, and like that, just like it was like I'm like yeah, that movie was just that's a definition of immersive to me. But it's it's got it had the elements of those type of movies to me, but like so little, you know, like drowned in this crazy sound and music and like intensity yeah that the intensity they added to that movie it 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 was that movie it was those type of movies those fun inventive a project happening it was that movie yeah the deposition is like i mean the, the deposition is such a cool like you know structure of a movie in general anyway i mean it can be done very badly you know what i mean but it's like it's just such a cool way of telling a story anyway. This story is... And the, like, flashback between the two. Yeah. Even, like, when he's, like, bringing quantum physics into the thing, he's like, yeah. I got one student, and, like, the more students are showing up, and there's yeah. this element of, like, oh, this is exciting and, like, fun and, like, yeah, look at this. And then all of a sudden it's, like... I'll even say, even as someone who was, like, the second I saw it was three hours, because I didn't know it was three hours exactly, I was, like, on my way there, and I was like, how much? How long is this movie? And I was like, fuck. Because I was just thinking, I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to be able to get back to Banana until till 10, 10.30, you know? And I'm like, I'm leaving at 5 right now. Like, yep. I'm like, holy shit. But, like, so I was, like, fully prepared. Like, I'm like, I'm going to have to, like, I'm going to walk out for a cigarette just so I don't end up, like, doing this the whole time and, like, you know, constantly just get, yeah, like. I'm like, I just, I, I'm like, I'm doing it in Barbie, you know, like, and I love, you know, I loved it. I'm like, even, you know, I'm like, even if I love the movie, like, I can still get that way. And I was like, I'm, I'm ready. But the, just the way this movie was like, you can go in and you can leave, you know, like you can, you can kind of like, 
you know, you'll you'll get immersed into it. Like I, you know, like that's that's what happened to me. And then I'm like, I'm like, all right, now let me find my moment. Let me find a good moment to walk out. And you can come back and not feel lost in such an intense yeah. story-driven, dialogue-driven movie. Like you can come back and not feel lost at all. Like, you know, you can step out and and take a little break from it if you need to. And 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 it doesn't. It doesn't take away from the experience at all. It's like it's it's almost amazing that it can do that. You know that. Oh, definitely, definitely. Except you did miss the second Florence scene, you know. But it wasn't that big of a scene. <laughs> it was more just like, damn, this dude is a fuckboy. Like he literally, like she called him up at work at the secret base and was like, "Yo, I need you." And he was like, "Bet, let me just take a giant ass car ride to Chicago to see you." <laughs> oh. Oh, I saw, I, I think, I yeah, I, I mean, there was definitely a big lead up into him going to Chicago. Like, it was like a problem. I th- no, actually, I maybe it was that. like a different... A different trip? Yeah, because Chicago- he did make a big deal. A bunch of them went to Chicago. Yeah. And the one guy quit. The one guy was like, I'm not going to be told I can't go somewhere. Yeah. But at the same time, you're like, bro, like, this is messy. Yeah. But, good time. Shout out Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer, the movie experience of maybe a lifetime. Yeah, I was gonna say it might be a lifetime. I can't, you know, like I just don't know. I don't. There's never usually a doubleheader like this. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if there will be another doubleheader like this, but I hope certainly not. This I year. hope I. Uh, I hope that I hope I live to eat those words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't be mad if there's something. And I hope and that people. I hope that the movie studios don't get the wrong idea to this. Because, like, if they come out and they're like, we just got to make a Hot Wheels movie that's meta. No, a Hot Wheels movie will work, right? Uh, yeah, but I mean, I guess, like, but but hear me out. Like, a Hot Wheels movie will work if they, like, lean on and dive into, like, what makes Hot Wheels great. Not just, like, because they made, like, a funny meta Hot Wheels movie. You know what I mean? And, like, they, yeah, if you made, like, a World War One movie through, like, Eisenhower's perspective, like... I don't know if it'll have the same pull that like this movie has. You know what I mean? Like they're they're not like good because of what their subject matter is. They're good because their creative movies told really well. Yeah. And I hope that that's the lesson that the studios learn is that like we want these fresh experiences yeah. that are like made with love and care and like passion and not with yeah profit. Yeah. They they need to take away from Oppenheimer that you just need. A character with a story that is just, you know, that has all these different levels to it. That has all the, yeah, just these different thought-provoking things. You know what I yeah. mean? Like that could be good or bad. You know, could be good or bad. And bro, if he can, bit if, of both. If Christopher Nolan can make it really feel like a nuke was just dropped in front of your face without using CGI, like I think Marvel can learn to step it up a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, and 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 what people can learn from Barbie is that. You know, it's not about just taking... It's not about making a toy movie. It's about making just, yeah, a movie... A, a movie with, yeah, the same thing. The same level of depth and, and character. and You know what I mean? And, and People love sets and attention to detail. That as well, yeah. And, like, they love... That's coming like, back. That That's slowly coming yeah. back. Last of Us had some amazing sets. And, like, I think... The campiness really worked. Campiness is coming back as well. Also, not as well, not as good as it should be. I think Barbie made a terrible mistake in not informing me how much Michael Sarah was going to be in it. Because that is a huge selling point for me. He killed oh. it. I really like Michael Sarah in it. I think, 
I think it was. I I didn't. I didn't think he was going to be too small of a role. I thought he was just going to be in it for like one whenever, shot. Whenever the John Cena Mermaid Ken thing got leaked, I didn't uh, even know about I, that I, until the theater. I knew. I knew about that a couple mm. days before, and I knew that he was going to be small. And then it started making me think. And me and Baby were like being like, "Who else do you think is going to pop up as like a Barbie or Ken?" You know? And yeah. There wasn't many, like, I, I that would have been kind of, you know, that would have, like, turned it up to another level if there was, like, the the slightly multiverse, you know, like, type of, like, like oh, man, here's, like, you know, Britney Spears as a Barbie or some shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know, like. I do love that they didn't get too cameo-y yeah. with it. Yeah. I also think it's funny that they had that, the girl from Sex Education on it, and people always say that she looks like Margot, but then they realize how little they do look alike. Um, yeah, but she the was wrestler chick, she was great in it. The wrestler chick, there's a third Margot. The wrestler girl, it's the girl from Chucky. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? If if you take like, you know, if you take the wrestling get up off her, she went to the Barbie premiere in like a blue dress, like a Barbie dress, and her standing next to Margot was that was scary. Yeah, yeah. But the, I'm just saying like yeah. she didn't look anything like her in the movie. To yeah. the point that, like, you didn't even realize they cast her, yeah. Because maybe they, yeah, no, those two. It's like you see them away from each other, and you'd be like, oh, they look a lot alike. Have you, have you seen Sex Education? No, I haven't. But okay, I've seen. Right. I know the girl people were talking about. Yeah, there's just been... two guys in it from that show too, where they were in the movie. Okay. Uh, one of the Kens, and then that guy who's like gets the phone call. It's like Barbie's in the real world. I gotta go tell Will Ferrell. I thought uh, Shang-Chi did well, too, as a side note. Oh, he was incredible. Yeah, he was great. He was a good kid. Man, that dancing scene when they're, like, facing off, and they're, like, mad, and then they, like, turn into being happy about it. Oh. Phenomenal. I also love that, like, little move that they did. Well, he's, like, and, like, sends the people fly. Like, that scene was so funny. Yeah. They came in through the water. Yeah. So, since we're back on Barbie, what do you rate Barbie? Ah, this is, it's like, a, between a 9.5 and a 10. I think it's a 10. Dude, Steve, I think it's a 10, easy. Dude, you fucked it up, man. What? I got so happy earlier. That's why I said don't rate Barbie, because I thought for sure, I thought for sure we was going to have four 10s. It's a 10. You said a 9.5 or a 10. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a 10. All right. Actually. But you're hesitant. Actually, hesitant. I'm going to give it a Ken. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't have fucking sound effects. <laughs> Oh, give me a fucking break, buddy. All right, what do you give Barbie? Ten. Okay, yeah. Ten out of ten. Um, and what do you give Oppenheimer? A ten. Yeah, I give it a ten, too. They're both on my letterbox. They're box, both tens. On my letterbox, they're both tens right now. They're both five stars? They're both five stars. Instant. God, these... They, I wonder I wonder what the... I wonder what those letterbox are looking like. Probably. Me, they're, they're, they're great. They're really good. They're <laughs> really good. They're both just like... I mean, like, it's a... It's so unlike what the market is right now for a historical auto, like biopic to like be blasting off as it is. This is Oppenheimer's. It's at a four point four. Yeah, it hasn't even gotten it hasn't yeah. even gotten a three or like a and this is Barbies. Yeah, they haven't even gotten like two point fives or threes. No, they're nothing. And like if you're gonna compare it to like let's look Mission Impossible, you know like which is this is a pretty good Yeah, that's too. pretty good. But it's nothing like like fucking that's just a it's an everything everywhere type score. Yeah. Good stuff. I can't, I like, honestly, I texted you this last night, but I'm just excited to get to go see it all again. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's great that we can go see two movies 
in the same day, pretty much. I didn't see it in the same day, but two movies in the same weekend, and we're both dying to see both of them again. Yep. Like, I'm for sure seeing Barbie again. I'm for sure going to... I, I have to see Oppenheimer again. Yeah, if I can carve out the time, I'll see Oppenheimer again. Yeah. Carve uh, out the time. <laughs> I mean, it's a long one. Yeah. I was at Ronnie's yesterday from, like, 2 to 10, you know? like. Yeah. Uh, but I was ready to go see Barbie again. I'll, I'm not going to lie. I had, like, literally thought about going back in to see Barbie until I was, like, too tired and wanted to leave. I was like, that's how I'm going to feel better. But I I didn't do that. I went home and I... She just walked in and caught, like, 30 minutes of it. Yeah. Well, man, that's what I thought what some kid was doing when, like, they were in the seats behind us. I thought someone was, like, sneaking in for a double feature. All right. Can I be real with you? Yeah. I've done that before in a sold-out theater. I mean, like, but was it reserved seating days? It, no, it was back in the day. It was Django, right? Back in the day, that was that was fine. You know what I mean? It was it was Django. Django came out on Christmas one year. I was in Nashville visiting my mom, and my mom was working, and I went to see Django on Christmas Day, and it was this packed theater, and I was like waiting in line, and the movie was like starting in like fifteen minutes, and yeah, at that point I'm like I didn't even know if I was gonna get in. You know Damn. what I mean? Like. And so I just saw that it was just wide open. Like, you literally bought the ticket at the concession stand. Yeah. So I just walked into the theater, and I sat down. And then at a certain point, a dude came in with, like, a light and was, like, searching the theater. And I just just kept watching the movie. Did you get kicked out? And he walked away. Dude, I... And that's why, that's why I was almost, like, I was feeling a little bit like, you guys got to figure this out now. Because once it starts... Yeah, you can't like. Yeah, you're not. You know, like, you're not, everybody's. Yeah. Just, yeah, once it starts, you're not doing. This it. is gonna ruin our experiences. Yeah, gonna ruin people behind us, and it all got figured out. But well, or it's not gonna. It's it's gonna like that person's not seeing the movie, and they paid for it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and he's like late coming from. Yeah, work and, and I'm like maybe none of our experiences are ruined, but that's fucked up. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you know. Um, when I was a kid, I remember I really wanted to go see Spy Kids, and I, for some reason it was just like me and my dad that weekend, and then we got there and it was sold out. And we bought tickets to like some dog movie. I can't remember. And it was then like just stood up. And then uh, we just went into the 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 Spy Kids theater and found seats. Fuck yeah! Oh, I wonder if two people got hurt. Probably not. I think they that back in the day they might have just like sold it to still be like ten seats left or five seats left, or people just didn't go. True. But that's like there's like five or six Seinfeld episodes where like the plot line is like. People trying to like sit together in movie theaters, but showing up at the wrong times and not having cell phones. Classics. Yeah. Anyway, Dude, Stevie, you know how to you know how, like you and your friend like like and and granted, yeah, like I, I know a lot of them now. You know what I mean? So like I won't I won't even say your like I feel like it, I don't want it to be, sound disrespectful saying you and your friends. Like, yeah. You know I'm not meaning it like that, but like, goddamn, y'all can really show up to some movies, man. Like, <laughs> every time it's like holy shit, there's ten people here now, yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. I just look behind me, and or you're like talking to like six people behind. You know, it's like holy shit. It was like when we saw Avatar two. Like you walked out of the theater, and you're like, yeah. oh my god, I didn't even know you guys were here. Yeah, no, like I did. I literally don't even know. Like you don't, you know. It's so, so like so you, fu- it is. It is funny. Yeah, no, it's great. But I like that too. Yeah, it's, it's fun when you. Can no, I admire. I admire like people to come out and talk to me i'm selfish i'm like i'm going thursday night no matter what but it's like i like i'm like wanting to like start like taking the time of like no let me try to like you know I, and i'm not saying you know i don't even know if you're organizing all the time like maybe it's just kind of your guys's thing you know what i mean but it's like, usually one person takes the lead yeah. but 
I was, I was, fully, I was fucking ready. I'm not gonna lie. I was fucking ready for to see Barbenheimer all alone, like double headed solo. Yeah. And it just like so happened that like it all worked out that I could see with all the people I want to see movies with. Yeah. That's dope. I did see. I I do like seeing movies alone. Yeah. Oh, we're getting a boy. He our said, director's saying it's time. Yeah, he said He's wrap saying, it up. Wrap it up. Producer's saying it's time. Yeah. He's saying, what's that? What's that? You said follow us at movieclub.com? Me, 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 me. Is that, Banana says to follow us at movieclub.com. He's me, saying, me, 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 me. he's saying Barbie is the movie of the summer. <laughs> Whoa. We got yeah, some hot right. takes. He's right. He's there. right, man. He's right. He's right. If I had an air horn, it would be going off right now. Do, do, do. He's uh, he's also making a good point. He's saying it was kind of a shame that there was no Barbie dog and the dog was plastic. I there was a bar there was a toy dog. I know it was, was a plastic a one. Dog. It wasn't a real dog. Yeah. He's kind of mad that they didn't have a real dog in it. That's probably the real Barbie dog. It is. Though, it like, is. Yeah. My sister has it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Shut up, Barbie man. Shut, Shut up, Barbie. Barbenheimer. Um, yeah, what a weekend. Bar oh, I didn't even mention it. Barb Minheimer. Pikmin 4 is out now, too. Right. This isn't a video game podcast. I'll figure out how to... I was trying to like make the, the sound effect. Oh, man. All right, any final words? Any final words, Banana? Me, 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 me. That's a good point. Yeah. I That's a good you. point. I feel you, bro. Hi. Hi, buddy. Hi, bro. Thanks for letting the people know. Hi. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, the pod's pod's all ready right, to be buddy. done. We'll end it. Uh, bump, 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 bump. Yeah, thank you all for listening. It's been a, another great episode of Movie Club. Um, oh, damn, banana. Uh, maybe, maybe even the last episode of Movie Club, as you guys know it. You know, um, bum, bum, if you guys bum. are still listening and you guys are fans, uh, I think we're gonna take a little break. We didn't talk about the strike at all. Um, yeah, we didn't. We probably should have. Yeah, it's okay. Um, but if you're still here and listening, yeah, you know, this, the strike's happening, um, movie club's going through some changes, uh, and we're gonna come going back, going through we're, changes, we're gonna come back with the actors stronger than ever, um, and the writers, yeah, and the writers, sorry, <laughs> um, just the actors, yeah, fuck the writers, no, fuck the actors, honestly, to be real, um, just kidding. Um, fuck fuck the rich actors the ones that they're trying to say like oh like you can yeah well fuck him but um uh, the ones that they're trying to say like the 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 stand-ins that they want to make ai like that that is like that is digital slavery right there in its own like yeah um and it like i don't know you know we if we hit a point where we're all people have to have purpose you know what i mean yeah that that leaves no background actor like any room to ever like become big again because then their likeliness is owned by Paramount or whatever already not not singling out Paramount or anything but yeah but they're just owned by Paramount or Universal or Sony or whatever you know what I mean and it's like it's some wild so stuff. then if someone gets big it's like Sony just owns them and then like it's fucked up yeah all right but yeah we'll uh, Black Mirror yeah yeah we'll let you guys all ponder on that. But yeah, you know, everybody, uh, you know, thanks for being movie club listeners, um, you know, and we look forward to having you guys on future endeavors. I already said that Banana said follow us at movieclub.com. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and follow us on Movie Club. It's still going to be all the same shit, you know. Um, still a club, still movies. Yeah, still movie club. Probably still yeah. talk about mostly other things. Yeah, yeah. Um, still <laughs> going to be what you guys know, but just a little different. A little different, yeah, you so know. We'll be AI then. Yeah. But yeah. 
It's a great episode. Good episode, Corey. Glad great we barbenheimed it up. Yeah, yeah. Barbenheimer. Barb. Barb. Pickmanheimer. Barb. Yeah, you get it. Yeah. Yeah. But all right. Yeah, we can't hit the fucking music. Yeah, there it would be. Bye, everybody. Movie club. We'll do some class.